like they say in the modern sense of uh, it's the modern talk to the hand. Save it for the podcast. Yeah. Ooh. But uh, hey, um, we're recording. So howdy, howdy. Good to go. Welcome back to Industry Secrets. Yeah, we uh getting a little more better at this. <laughs> we even <laughs> last got episode the last sounded episode. great. It did, and we actually got it up the next day. Ooh. Outstanding. We're coming together. Coming yeah. hot. Um, <clears throat> but we do have a little intro nice. music for us. Oh. Industry secrets. Ooh. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this is Jake. Howdy. I don't know your last name. Jake Johnston. Jake Johnston. With a T. Oh, with a T. Uh, no stranger to the industry. No. Uh, currently, we're going to. 12 West in downtown Mesa. You've done Brass Tap. You've done yeah. a lot. Those are, my, those are my jams. Beer. <laughs> the beer man. The beer, dude. <laughs> I like I like uh, cocktails and spirits, but the beer has been my baby. So, A very intelligent man when it comes to beer. Thank we were you. literally just talking about beer blends with Lambics and, and pastry stouts and all the, all the information that you know. Just It's a little wealth of knowledge in that head, and it's always fun to listen to. Uh, Nerd out and beer with you. So. Yeah, thanks, dude. <laughs> it's, um, uh, it, it's fun. So to start this off right away, we are classically drinking Pabst Blue Ribbons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is industry secrets, baby. <laughs> yeah. the, the goal is to kind of get a little drunk. <laughs> get a nice little uh, buzz on as, as we go. Um, well, so cheers. speaking of that. Yeah, thanks for having me here. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Salud. Cheers. Yeah. You can hear the subtle clinking of an aluminum can. <laughs> And that is one of the industry secrets is a lot of us just drink uh, economically affordable products uh, because we're alcoholics. Yeah. <laughs> or like, I mean, shit, how many, how many IPAs can you, oh, yeah, can yeah. you yeah. through in a day? Like, yeah. How many pastry sounds am I going to take down to get a nice day buzz? Yeah. Oh. I'm trying to remember the last time I just enjoyed an amber. Never. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a consumer too. You're not yeah. just paying for your buck. Yeah. Um, you, we, we were drinking them last time with Matt, but we got a couple um, RTDs from Grand Canyon back there. Uh, we got some glasses with ice. Nice. We're getting fancy. Um, we talked about last time the Cuba Libre, Free Havana. Yeah. Um, some rum and Coke. Good. They're delicious. Good time. So get some shameless plugs in here. Yeah, uh, we'll, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll be plugging as we drink some of the good stuff away. Yeah. These peepers. So a little bit about the, po- the podcast, Jake. Uh, there's certain things, you know, we'll, we'll kind of explain some things we'll vaguely explain because yeah. we've said it a thousand times on this and people are going to be tired of hearing the explanation like I fucking know already just get to the point <laughs> if you need an explanation we can give it to you yeah but, I'm pretty um, good at freestyle yeah so uh, it's it's a series of questions um, and you can actually peek at my prep sheet but the first one is unprompted we just get right into it um, you're gonna you're gonna have a little take hit me as a grown ass man yes <laughs> have you ever shit your pants not as a grown ass man. <laughs> in my life, yes, I've shit my pants. But as a grown ass man, not that I could recall. I've got one in my group. Uh, <laughs> the non shitting your pants group has gotten bigger. Man, you know, I'm starting to Jake, think. I will shake your hand. Yeah. I'm starting to think we're only doing this so you can find more of your kind. Yeah. <laughs> I've been asking everybody, I'm like, if you shit your pants, no, I got a podcast for you to be Yo, on. <laughs> you're in the industry? No? That's fine. Yeah, I don't even care. No, yeah. that's actually great. I haven't been asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we, we uh, like to keep it interesting. Um, the way it kind of... Actually, that's the question that started this podcast. Stop. Um, 
<laughs> really? So, so literally, we didn't have an idea. We didn't even think about doing a podcast, and then all of a sudden, we were having this conversation, and like a group of anyway, it was a long time ago now, but like between five and ten people all standing around in front of the beer bar at downtown 12 West. Oh, and who knows how it came up, but we asked, and I would say I was the only one that hadn't shit their pants as an adult. Oh, as an adult, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like everybody's a child, you know? Yeah. My kid's, yeah. My kid's in a dive right now, actively shitting his pants. <laughs> but that's not that exciting. Uh, as, a, as a grown adult, shitting your pants is a little bit juicier of a story, <laughs> you know? Like, like, wait. And it always gets me, we're like, wait, you what? You, you did? Uh, I have to know the parameters. I was going to say, because I feel like something for myself for sure is like, sometimes I've gotten trash, but I've never been like, where people describe like these stories of how they ended up these places, just blackout. Like I've never been a blackout. I'm rolling brownouts, you know what I mean? But not in that, not yeah, in that sense. Yeah. Uh, but now you got me really reflecting upon my life to think <laughs> if I have shit my pants as an adult. <laughs> Well, if you'd like uh, some previous stories, uh, you can find the episodes on Spotify and other podcast platforms. Nice. Yeah. I just uh, look and, industry secrets. Yeah. yeah, and then you can learn all about people shitting their pants. Um, Sharts. Yeah, and you know what's funny is uh, what I thought at first, when we first started having this conversation, we first started doing it, um, and I am a, a notorious uh, like adult pant shitter. Um, but a Habitual. Lot of, uh, well, a lot of it comes into play because, like, I've had some, like, reconstructive work in my uh, lower intestine and stuff like that. Heard. So, I, m- my body's kind of self-repairing, so it just lends itself to comedy. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, I earned this body for laughs. Yeah. Like, like, well, I'm, 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 you know, it's getting better all the time, but, I mean, things, shit still happens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but as we were having this conversation, I assumed most adults would have stories of, like, oh, I was sick or whatever, but... You'd be surprised it involves drinking, it involves being sick. Some people just trust a fart too much. True. Here's the joke, ready? I don't wear pants. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say if I shit myself, yeah. just pants. He's like, don't, he's like, I don't let anybody go on my couch. Like, <laughs> if you want to sit on my couch, best of luck. <laughs> it's brown it's for a reason. Sweet. <laughs> it's not sweet. <laughs> no, but there's been some great stories, um, and people are proud to tell those stories, which to me seems like... Man, I'd be so shameful of like this is the lowest point of my life. Do I need to get in twelve step? And they're like, you were dead sober when you did that. You're like, I've got a problem. Yeah. This is rock bottom. Like, oh yeah, everyone's always so like, and let me tell you. <laughs> I was gonna say, I feel like it's got to be either bo- booze fueled or like taquitos Jalisco. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like such Chipotle. Like, shout something. out, shout out to Mesa. Yeah, like it's just something got you to that place. It was not sobriety. <laughs> Well, um, that's uh, a little shorter than normal because yeah, and we don't know what to do with the other forty-eight <laughs> yeah, minutes sorry. of this podcast now. <laughs> Most of the time, people like talk about. Shit Give me a couple time. minutes; I'll be right back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do want to say, uh, you know, it's Memorial Day. Um, big shout out to you know all the all the military folk out there and everybody's yeah. you know paid the ultimate sacrifice. So shout out to uh, to the U.S. military and keeping us keeping us safe and free. And this uh, peepers for you. Thank you. To all your active and veterans, as well as those who have lost their life. Mm-hmm. So, Cheers. Shout out. Now let's get back to the fun. Team America. Now let's start talking about shit again. Okay. Yeah, let's get back to it. Um, so, I mean, honestly, uh, that's really kind of most of the uh, the scat talk for oh, uh, mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. It just, uh, to get to get into the rest of the episode, people got to kind of earn it. Right. Yeah, I uh, heard. 
Right. I, and and you know, there's a bit of an exaggeration. It doesn't take very long to tell a pant shitting story. <laughs> <laughs> we drag it out. Yeah, there's part one and then there's they're, part two. They're pretty quick. So um, here's one that I'm pretty excited to ask you. And uh, if, if you're a regular listener to the podcast, Andy Rich. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love our viewer count. <laughs> Hi, Andy. Well, it's like one or two listens per episode and then like eight for Andy. So I just assume he's our entire base. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> he like listens to him and then goes back and listens to his. And then... Surprisingly, for as fast as we got that up the last episode, it hasn't been that long. Because, I mean, we were going a couple weeks in between them and then we mm-hmm. upload a couple. And um, with last week's episode, Matt, or two weeks ago episode of that, uh, I've already heard like eight people be like, dude, that podcast was hilarious. Like. We loved it. We loved listening to it. How do I get on it? And yeah. I was like, shit your pants and come back to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the ticket shit, in. Shit like, your pants and have a Monday for Yeah, you. when you walk yes. into a bar, when you walk into a bar and they're like, yeah, no uh, no gym shorts. When you walk into this podcast, I like pulled the back of your pants. And I'm like, is there shit in there? All right, you're in. Preferred. <laughs> shit preferred. Um, but Jake, uh, yes. knowing you uh, as I have, uh, I, I, I'm interested to get your take on this. And so... As in, 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 in these will all be questions pertaining to the industry. And, nice. uh, and oh, just one, one more disclaimer. Um, we don't edit. Oh, but, yeah. But oh, nice. you're, free, we to, you're free to say whatever the fuck you want. Put a note on the I table. Love it. But we will not be editing this. Yeah, yeah. So, no, 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 I love that. So, so if you want to shout out someone's name, that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. No one ever, ever has a problem with it. So nice. it's, uh, it's usually not too bad. So um, this one's called NPC Interactions. Ooh. Can you tell me about a time, uh, or, or a particular funny or interesting time you uh, interacted with an NPC, either as a as a customer or as a consumer? So this one, as I, my non-playable character, so like I needed somebody in the background. Who, I needed uh, context list. Like, yeah, when he, when he first told me, I was like, I don't, I don't quite. I'm not a big gamer, so I was just like NPC. Like I understand what that person is, but like, He's what does this mean? Um, but just like that, that like casual <laughs> rambler, like a drunk person, whatever it is, like just someone who seems to have like three lines of dialogue, or like is obviously a glitch in the matrix. Like just an interaction where you're just like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> One that comes to mind, it's like <clears throat> I was actually at the bar, which um, very, <laughs> they tend to happen there. I'm very <laughs> weird. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I was surprised this guy didn't come in just rocking like a forty ounce monster. <laughs> His name, probably Kyle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it was one of those where, like, very fortunate enough at the bar that we work at, we don't carry certain types of alcohol, which brings a clientele that we don't carry, which is very Mm -hmm. beneficial. So this this, this guy and his friends, his bros, if you will, most likely, um, Backward hat, ready to arm wrestle oh my God. everybody yeah, in there. Like he walked I in flexing, it. and I'm like, "You can calm down, dude." Like it, he's I like, know "Dude, this is a high stand." There's yeah. not. I just stand like there's this. not. There's not ninjas behind those plants. <laughs> yeah. They come in, of course, like 30 minutes before you close, and you just see the posse rolling up, and just super excited to help them out. Of course, customer service yeah. on point with a mask. You on. are a king of that. I don't have to smile, so yeah. that's even better. So I'm just there, just cold, dead eyes. You can't see my face. And they come up and they're like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, oh, doing good. You guys were just getting near the end of the shift. Like, how can I help you out? You know what's going on? They're like, can we do four Jaeger bombs? And I just got to be like, no. And he's like, what? I'm like, sorry, we don't we don't have Jaeger. It feels so good to oh, say. <laughs> and he, like, so good. You, like, there's a little bit of like spite to it, but you're also just like, 
like the business professional, like, no, we don't have that. <laughs> and if you give it a good pause too, it just like they, they're trying to understand. And so especially this brand of clientele. And they're just like, like, wait, wait, like you don't know what Jaeger is? No, his, uh, his response was, oh, you guys are out. And I'm going to go, <laughs> we've no, never got it. No, we don't have it. What do you mean you out? And so the the site, and I wish you guys could be, I'm going to try to describe it the best I can. He He's in the you. center of his three friends. And as I go, no, we just don't have it. His head twitches, his eyes start shaking. And it's like when you enter the wrong command code and solitaire just starts filling up your computer screen. That's what happened inside of his brain. And the NPC started trying to do quantum physics <laughs> math while understanding how Doge and Bitcoin are in relation to each other and just did not compute, shut down, and ordered a vodka soda. <laughs> like he's like in a boot loop where he's like, do you have Jaeger? No, no, do you have Jaeger? I feel like I broke him. And I didn't mean to. but like It was, like it was almost like he had these preset dialogue choices where if he said... You're out. You would have said yes. He'd have been like, "Cool, white claw." Yeah, yeah. And then so because you you broke that like that, that natural, chain, that natural. Uh, he's like, "Wait, what?" Uh, uh, he went to turn to page 64 of the Choose Your Own Adventure Guide, and there was no page 64. He's looking at the back cover like, "Oh, what happened?" It was like or like Fallout. Yeah, he had the four options of good, neutral, good, evil, and he just lost it inside the center, which. Made my fucking night. <laughs> I just, it was one of those long days where you're like, sorry, we, we don't carry that. And it just, oh, oh that's, it was amazing. It's like uh, the uh, the South Park episode of the BP oil spill. And he's just rubbing his nipples. He's like, we're sorry. 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 <laughs> sorry. Uh, I, so I never really had a story for this. And then just as I'm like explaining, like some jumped to my mind of years ago. And uh, I thought of this. And I was at the Beer Research Institute, and it was nice. like one of the first sour beers we have had on. I'm working with this table, and everybody's ordering a beer, and like the the dad is like, "Yeah, uh, what what's this beer?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's a sour beer." And he's like, "Cool, what's a sour beer?" I'm like, "Oh, it's sour." And he's <laughs> like, "Yeah, what's a sour? What do you mean by sour?" I'm like, "It's tart and sour." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, but what do you mean by sour?" And we did this four or five times. I'm like, "It's sour." And now I'm like. I'm like kind of shaking my head, and like looking around. I'm like, where, how describes, uh, what other words for sour, uh, sour, uh, it's tart, tart. Yeah. like not sweet, uh, lack of sweet, sour, like yeah, not, not bit, savory. but sour, like, like lemon head, sour. He's yeah. like, yeah, no, no, I understand. But how is it sour? I'm like, like. Do you want me to tell you how it became yeah, a sour beer? Or are you trying to describe, like, ask me what a sour beer is? Are you still, like, flavor profiles like, of the history like, of sour beers? I just like. don't, I just don't follow. Like, what do you mean by sour beer? I'm like, for the fourth time, <laughs> sour. Uh, you know what, buddy? I'll be right back with a sample. Yeah, just, just put it in your mouth. Dude. Go get him a sample. He takes a sip. And sure as shit, he goes, oh, that's sour. What the <laughs> I, I, I almost put my elbows on the table and leaned in and go, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, what does that mean though? <laughs> what is it? Yeah. Tell me. What do you, what do you mean by that though? Yeah. <laughs> like what do you mean by whoa? And he that's just like sour. follows me, he's like, Oh, what did he say? Tart, lemon head. He's sweating, he's like, Oh god, <laughs> lemon head, tart, sour, <laughs> sour drop sides, blah, blah. It's 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 like one of the things I definitely learned in my career before being in the industry is how the best way to 
how do you find the best words or like you have to put yourself in that person's <laughs> spot or figure out what words you they have understand. to uh, the uh, my corporate training you have to meet them at their level thank you yes yeah <laughs> i laid that's on the perfect. ground yeah. <laughs> it's that wait come on down come on down here just a little lower here let's just lay down okay let's, here's let's a blanket here's yeah. a blanket yeah um, so I've never actually talked about it on the podcast, but where this question kind of comes from, um, since we had kind of mentioned it a few times now, it's actually not video games. It is true that uh, it's the best way to describe it, but um, what happened to me at a very young age was that um, for a lot of reasons that we don't have time to get into, I didn't really watch TV until I was 15, and then even when I did, I was like just watching like the same six movies at my grandma's house. Nice. Amongst which include like Willow and Labyrinth and some real bangers. Um, one of these Legend. was Total Recall. Oh. oh, Legend was one of them. I was just talking about it yesterday too. Nice. Um, so yeah, Total Recall. Now, in Total Recall, there's a scene where Arnold Schwarzenegger is disguised as he's a just got a fake mustache, a middle-aged <laughs> or, 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 or an old woman, actually. But what it is is it's this like big prosthetic thing, but it's like futuristic. And I don't know if you guys have seen the original Total Recall. It's been a while, but but dude. he's uh, he, he's he's trying to get through the the line, and they're like, you know, how long's your stay? And he's like, two weeks. And it's like any fruit or vegetables. And it's like two weeks. Oh, and it's like two weeks, two weeks, and then it just like starts opening. And it's like, and it comes off, and he like, it comes off his head, and it like comes back together in front of him and he throws it at him and it's a bomb oh. um but that whole like npc like he, he, the the robot was programmed to answer just like one or two responses to get through the thing and the one question threw it off and that made me start noticing that at a very very young age about how people are just some about, people are just programmed we're just way. seeing that and like being like that's strange mm. well dude it's see, like any bartender i can give them this experience like yeah if you have a mix it like you're at a rotating craft beer bar and there's a list on the tv there's a paper in front of them with all the things and they come in there like you got any ipas and i don't know i i work at a, a local beer bar and i <laughs> turn around and i look at the screen of 29 beers and i go Turn back at him and go, yeah, yeah, we got him. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, we got IPAs. And they're like, all right, what's a good one? And I look and I go, huh. uh, probably most. Uh, I don't know, man. What What the fuck do you yeah, want? Dude, You're I drinking. hate that question. I'm not drinking your yeah. beer. And I have on an 80-inch TV the list of every <laughs> option of that's available. Uh, you fucking pick. Yeah. Like, there's ratings. You're actually. drinking this. If I was drinking this, I know what I would pick. But you didn't ask me that fucking question. Right, you, you asked, asked me, me if I had an IPA, good. and I almost laughed in your face. So, Dude. yes, I do have an IPA. Uh, now, uh, what's a good one? What the fuck kind of IPA do you like? What's good? Um, and they're like, oh, just a good one. I'm like, tight. I'm just gonna go pour an IPA, yeah. and it's not even be the one I want. It's the one I need to get the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, I was you're gonna uh, say now you're gonna get the IPA that I that has been sitting on this draft line for longer yep. than it's needed to, and uh, thank you. You're yeah, getting smashed for stash. I'm yeah. sorry. And as I hand it to them, they're like, <laughs> they're like I don't really like this. I'm like, <laughs> there was 29 options you could have picked from the eight IPAs that were up there. Like, fucking figure it out. You're a grown ass man. No, good is hard for me, dude. Because like, just like IBUs, right? That shit's subjective. Like. What's good to me is not good to you. And IBUs don't even have an overall indicator of bitterness, flavor. It is, it is, it is a, it is a beer nerd like. It's a measure of oils and acids. Like, but my tongue is like. If you're a beer nerd, it's cool to know and like kind of extrapolate with the other information that you have available. 
but just walking up being like, style, ABV, IBU. Mm-hmm. Uh, the IBU isn't going to give you any more information. Nope. The ABV is actually going to communicate more, like, how much malt's in there. Dude, yeah. I've, seen like, an, I've seen an IPA, or a stout, with 90 IBUs. And some dude will just come up and be like, oh, dude, that's super bitter. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, but bitter in, like, the way coffee is. Like, yeah, like, exactly. Like, we got a pale ale on right now that is hoppier than any IPA. Like, the Miho, the triple IPA that we have. Like, and even the singles. Like, it's, give me your hoppiest beer. Give me your hoppiest IPA. I'm like, well, it's a pale ale. It's not an IPA, my dude. You know yeah, what I mean? But no like, malt hiding this. Like, yeah, it's, oh, what's good? You not to be at my fucking bar right now. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. what's good. You know what's good? Not dealing with you. Not fucking dealing with you. Um, that's what's good. What's good? Yeah, yeah. What's good? What's good, my boy? Not you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna come up with some like gangster shit. Like, yo, what's good? Like, what's good with you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. So I, I just somebody wants Anna, what, a good friend from the Brass Tap, Anna Cross. Oh, we love Anna. Nick, Shout good out to people. Anna and Nick. Yeah, yeah. Love them. One of the best things she's ever taught me when I got into the industry is you get those customers that would come up and either just ask those questions or not tip well and i understand like it's different <laughs> cultures and everything like that or just not be functioning consumers in your restaurant and her response and i remember it i love it and i use it to this day she just looks at me and goes act like you've been out before like act like you've been in a fucking Dude, restaurant act like you've been to a bar like just act like you've been there's out people that like i fake I, it till you I make it i just want to go yeah. to them like what do you do for work and how do you get through the day like yeah. when you wake up do you shit your pants? Do you shower with your clothes on? Do you drive your car in reverse to work? Like, how the fuck did you make it here? Sir, sir, come here, come here. Tell me it is how you got here. Yeah. To be at my bar. Yeah. How did this happen? Like, is, did the stars align and I'm in the apocalypse? Like, get it to fucking gather. Wait, you shit your pants? I got a podcast. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, dude, I got to start asking random guests when they're like, so uh, you got an IPA? Like, I got a podcast for you. I'm assuming you just have shit your pants. Do I have the podcast for you? Yeah. Oh, my Atlanta. I love it. Let's well, let's move on to the next one. Uh, all right. Oh, I'm just right. forcing him along. No, dude, I love questions. I'm a... Uh... I'm one of those people who like um, may not divulge a ton unless prompted, so I, I appreciate questions. Yeah, and we'll, I always... we'll get you there. Thanks, dude. It's fun. all right. Well, um, that was me. Since since, uh, since I know you'll have the freedom to reference plenty of places of working, mm. uh, tell me about your worst coworker. And you don't have to say the name, but it's encouraged. Fuck, I gotta marinate on this for a second. Worst coworker. Dude, I used to have a so I'll give Boss you some time. Off, kind of story. Right? Oh, yeah. Dude, I've it's had like it. which one am I picking? Yeah. I've, I've had it where it's it's just been some shady shit. Like I've seen them do a grip of blow in the back and then come back and be like, dude, whatever gets you through this shit. He said like, worse, not best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had I've had bosses like managers be like Yo, it's a uh, it's a corporate uh, private event for the quarter of this restaurant, and they're all ordering. It's all one tab. Nobody knows what they're getting. So just like when someone orders one, like every now and again, punching like two or three, just wreck this tab up. And I'm like, no, I'm good. Like there's just there's so many like little things yeah. about a worst coworker, but uh, like I remember one of my favorite worst coworkers who is. One of my favorite human beings in the world, uh, <laughs> dude. How does that? That always works. Lived out, with like, love it. And vacation, <laughs> like when I go vacation, Cali, like I stay with him. Like we've done a bunch, but like every shift we work together, 
we would be shotgunning beers in the back fridge to like start the shift, middle of the shift, a few more in the middle of the shift, one to finish out the night. Like I remember like being that guy where someone's like, you got a good IPA? I'm like, yeah, just fucking figure it out, man. Like, it's good, but uh, I don't even know what's happening, man. I'm fucking drunk. Figure it out, man. Oh, worst coworkers. So before, so give you a little background of my, my work history is before I was in the industry, I would like to consider that I held myself with some big boy jobs. So I used to do like fraud investigations for a bank. Um, used to do web hosting, customer service, sales, management, all that kind of stuff, which was tons of fun. Um, but I do think that my worst coworker is of the industry. Yes. <laughs> They're one of us. I like, uh, I particularly like that you opened with that. Like, hey, listen <laughs> to some shitty things I've done. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, it's in this industry. They're among <laughs> us. It's, it's, it's <laughs> a fucking highlight. I've worked with people who hate their life and are willing to do shady shit regularly. But it's in the beer industry. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's this, I think there's um, the worst coworker was a boss, which I'm a fan of anti, how do I describe this? I got a problem with authority, right? <laughs> so, I feel you. Yeah. So I'm like, bosses aren't you? bosses. Um, and what you got to say to me, for the most part, like we were talking earlier, I can, def- I will ask for forgiveness because I know what I'm doing in your place of work is for the customer's best interest for the business's best interest. And that's why I'll ask for forgiveness and not permission to do things. But when your boss is inept or incapable of functioning, that makes my life easier. Um, but also makes it a pain in the ass when you feel like you're the fucking adult in the place and you got, you know, 20 years under somebody. So the boss I had was at a bar that you probably know the person very well. Um, I'm so excited. <laughs> Dude, these are the secrets, man. Like, it's like it, the fucking secrets of the industry. How did we come up with this name of the podcast? And I felt like I felt like I'm the rookie, right? Like I've been in the industry for a while, but that's not where my career path was originally. So I have this other outlook when I come into the service industry of like right. very corporate, very different standards of professionalism, I guess is probably my favorite term to use um, because I'm a fuck it. I, I do some hood rat shit and I'm not the coolest person ever. Like I grew up out in Apache junction, dude, like I'm a desert rat, but when I'm in a place of work, it's more so like we're representing your business. This is your money. I'm trying to help make sure that not only do I make mine while I'm here for you, but I'm protecting your investments and stuff as well. So, um, God, I fucking love this podcast. <laughs> Cause I, so what it is, is that my boss at the time was, Probably. Uh, Not probably. He was definitely drunk. 100%. If, if I figured the, out who it is. He, I was like, yeah. the puzzle pieces have already come together in Alex's mind. I'm going to say drunk. after he was trying to be so, which again, you're in an industry, which I think I for, also know who this guy is. <laughs> I think you, I, I, I made whisper the name backwards and somebody has to come onto the podcast We're and play it in reverse. Yeah. And try to figure it out. Uh, but it's one of those things where it's to a point, right? Like I understand if you want to, have a beer or whatever, but when you're chugging glasses of draft wine <laughs> to get fucked up. Oh my lord. It's like that is Norway. It is dude, I chug I drink big gulps and that's just how I grew up. In a desert, water, gulp, 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 thirty two ounces, gone. Yep. I couldn't hold a fucking candle this dude drinking Cabernet. 
off the draft. <laughs> like uh, it was amazing and terrifying yeah, all uh, at the same time. Your teeth are stained. Yeah. Like, you look like you gave Grimace a blowjob. Yeah, yeah, and it, that was where I learned that. All right, I'm the adult here, you guys. I'm just going to, if somebody asks for a manager on shift, it's me yeah, right now because I cannot bring you yeah. out. He's told it, me his code because we just shotgunned a fucking 12-ounce oh, can of wine. Dude, and again, I get it. Like like you said, there's times and places where you'll have a beer, or taste a sample, and this and that. But when it's multiple times through the night that you're chugging draft wine and I can't come to you for anything... <laughs> It just kills me inside because this is your business, the, not fucking mine. And the mine. most wild part of that is, like, most of us beer tenders are, like, happy to drink a fair bit of beer while working. Like, mm. I picked up a shift. Alex probably give me some rolling eyes on this one, but I, was, I had to pick up a shift at uh, 12 West. They needed some help. They had a bunch of people out of town. I always tell Maui, I'm like, yeah, if you need me, just shoot me a text. Like, You're always I'm fucking welcome. happy to jump oh, in and help I, out. I always love seeing you but, uh, picking up shifts at 12 West. I, it was you and me working, and I right when I get there, I'm like, I look at you, I'm like, I'm going to drink as many beer shots as I can until Jacqueline gets mad at me. And that's my goal. Um, but I know it's, I, I know I have to do the job first, right? Like it's always like yeah. operate first, but I know that everybody else has like a very strict parameter of rules because it's their job and it's a, it's a big business and a brewery. It's a big name behind it. I'm like, but, but I'm here one day, maybe oh, every four months. That's your uh, flair bartender. I'm going to have a great time. <laughs> and I'll make sure everybody who is around me has a great time. And they'll be like, all right, so I've had eight beer shots in the last hour. And I'm going to convince everybody else around me to also do those. And when the manager on the floor is like, Bobby. I know you're only here, like, helping out, but you can't do that. And, like, don't worry. It's on me. Like, don't get mad at Jake because I made him. I beer pressured the fuck out of him. I just poured him. He wasn't going to waste beer. I'm getting him drunk. That's on me. That's on me. Somebody said the beer tasted weird. I had to make sure for quality assurance that it didn't seven times. Yeah, and when I'm doing this job, like, I got to make sure, like, this is how I normally operate. I just do, like, 37 beer shots in a six-hour shift. So (laughs) is that not normal for you guys? I'll just play it off as, like, do you guys not do this? This is... This is not work. Yes, yeah, not uh, what we do. It, well, you know, we drank. But beer's we, different than fucking cab on draft, yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> we, drank, we drank a four ounce of Mio, the triple IBA, and uh, it tasted great. But at the very end, it tasted a little weird. So we had to do another. There one. was something. <laughs> yeah, off. we had to do another one. <laughs> there's, uh, it's, it's funny you say that because um, there's a there's a local brewery that a lot of Twelve West employees have uh, worked at before, where there's an entire culture of just like getting hammered on beer shit. And I, I know you know what I'm talking about. But yes, yeah, the puzzle pieces are coming together. Every it's just bl- two puzzle pieces that fit like, exactly. Through like three generations of employees, the, 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 the standing generation convinces the incoming generation like this is standard business this operations. Is, yeah, yeah, these are SOPs, and, dude. And, and it's, it's, like, it's like, hey man, uh, you know, uh, serving here isn't like the coolest, but uh, we're going to do 25 beer shots tonight and we're going to fucking operate. When, uh, when So when... Uh, my brewery opens up. We're looking to open up a brewery out here in the tasting room, and I'm going to be in charge of a lot of the interviews. And in, in my question, I'm like, so how much do you drink on shift? And they're like, I don't. I'm like, you're not hired. <laughs> <laughs> but do you shit your pants? <laughs> yeah, just, you're not hired, but I'll, I'll put you on a podcast. Doesn't pay. <laughs> that's, that's great. Speaking of this, uh, this Cuba Libre from Grand it's Canyon, refreshing. Grand Canyon Beer Company and oh, Distillery yeah. is delicious. Yeah, I uh, I like it a lot. I'm a uh, I'm on a huge sugar reduction, and this is one of the few drinks where uh, I'm like like cocktails where I'm like, okay, cool sugar. 
because I just ultimately um, I probably mention this every time we, we, we bring this thing up but the the Cuba Libre from Cutwater and then now this one here from Grand Canyon is the entire reason like uh, Grand Canyon got into uh, RTDs right oh like, nice when when I used to travel or when we're, we're going to again this year but when we used to travel uh, the Grand Canyon crew me and John and um, we, we'd get beard out like I remember Nashville was probably the worst of it because um, it sounds so good oh. uh, Nashville is particularly an amazing city I don't know if you've ever been there it's I've heard of it the only the only <laughs> like the only thing. reason people I've heard of a to, chupacabra before like <laughs> the only reason people go to Vegas is because they're unaware of Nashville oh it's Nashville's a bad fucking I heard that's here. like Savannah, Georgia too where you like mm-hmm. you should but, get there dude, Nashville but Nashville's like music like you just every time a woman is like I'm like hey have you been to Nashville and they're like yeah I'm like bachelor party and they're like yes <laughs> 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 because nice. every woman out there is for bachelor party but I mean it's you know music capital of that you know that kind of area or whatever mm-hmm. you know Mesa's really trying to replicate it and stuff like that but in any case I digress um, it's a cool rad town that's why I'm in Mesa right because they're trying to do the same thing yeah um, but we were out there, and Yingling, until last month, was not distributed west of Mississippi. Right? Heard. And then, uh, so me and my partner just cranking through, like, cases. Like, there's a liquor store at the bottom of our hotel. Like, an independent one just next door. So we just swing over, pick it up 30 racks, 30 racks, 30 racks. Day three, I don't want to look at another Yingling. Oh, yeah. I'm over it. So then we're, like, looking around. Cutwater, rum and coke. Nice. And uh, we really fell in love with RTDs, and specifically that one. And then when we first opened the distillery, um, John's favorite drink would be to fill this. And he made me one one night, and I fell in love with it. Just huge mason jar full of ice, a shit ton of our rum, which is a little agrigal and a little like mm. tiki friendly. Uh, so it's got a lot of that like vegetal like flavor and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, just a huge lime cut in half, both ends squeezed in, filled to the brim with Coke, and just mixed up, and oh my fucking Doesn't gotta be complicated. It, it's, it, it, it's straight up, that's the Cuba Libre mm-hmm. recipe, but just, you know, uh, we're, we're hillbillies, so that kind of presentation, like, you know, was just, you know, spoke to me, and like, it was this moment, you know, you can share it with John True. and stuff like that, and then I was like, man, and, and I was like, this is incredible, and he's like, do you remember Nashville? <laughs> We got to put this in the can. And, I and love so, it. And so that can is the like the make period, the period on like, hey, we're gonna make RTDs, and then we, you know, we started with the vodka sodas and stuff like that. And then as soon as that can hit, it was like, Dot. and then we're gonna release a few more because we're awesome. But um, so I'll, I'll say like, growing up, like there's this really shitty, awesome fucking favorite bar in my life. Like it was my favorite bar in the world. It sucked. It was the worst. In Cali? It was the best. No, it was out here. It was Krabby Don's. Ooh, Krabby I Don's. love Krabby Don's. I miss them so much. <laughs> oh um, my gosh, terribly peace, great, dude. Uh, and on Wednesdays, I always had Wednesdays off. They had two dollar wells, three dollar you call it, four dollar premiums. And I ain't no bougie bitch. Two dollar wells is good enough for me. Yeah, dude, I've done but worse. Like I, I was a beer guy growing up, so like I turned twenty one. All they I knew, fucking banger dude, steins too. All I knew was was beer. And I was like, well, I could, I'm not going to drink a $7 craft beer mm. or even a $5 Coors Light. I'm going to drink a $2 well something. And I tried everything. And I was never big into a cocktail with any soda. Like, I couldn't figure mm. out what I liked. So, and we're getting like gin and tonics, vodka yep. sodas, those kind of things is what I ended up liking. But um, for never enjoying 
a cocktail with a soda in it. This is delightful. Yeah, it's nice. Because I would do the same. I was a gin and tonic dude. Whiskey and gin was like my go-to liquor. But yeah, you want to keep it light. You don't want it super sugary. This is a good middle ground where you're getting a little bit of that soda flavor, but then you're getting that nice rum. The uh, I just have to say one thing back to your story real quick. Oh, yes, sir. Fuck Yingling. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I appreciate it. I'm going to offend so many people. I love it. I, it's I love dope. It. Oldest brewery in the world, or in the United States, tight. Their beer, fucking mediocre. And like, it's because of the scarcity that it's got so much amp. Like, I had a buddy from Pennsylvania who would come and he would bring it anytime he went home. He'd bring Yingling, and I'm like, tight, dude. I like trying new beers. I like the history behind it and everything like that. Fuck Yingling. <laughs> I have a dude, not tattoo. a fan, not a fan. I like, a, I get what it is, but it's. I have not a quite my large beer. tattoo of PBR in my arm. Oh, okay, bless uh, your heart. I'm, I'm not even that big a fan of PBR. <laughs> Uh, they pay but for I it? like the idea of what PBR is like. This, True, this giant local, like not local, but like national brewery that I mean, is still, like I mean, paved the road for a lot of these little guys. Yeah. A lot of like big mm-hmm. beer information. Like they really did invest millions and millions of dollars into like growth of beer, mm. um, and not really in the aspect of the craft version of it, but like the fact that they paved the road for big beer gave a path for craft yep. beer. And I mean, I'm still gonna drink PBR. Like I drink gallons and gallons give me of PBR hands give me life. pbr like uh, dude, come but on. the idea of like don't have pbr thing on me i was like you know what i like the idea behind it so like the idea of yingling killer killer right? but when you drink you like beer this is just, just a fucking other shit yep, exactly like, I, I've, I've i've done worse <laughs> i've done a lot better <laughs> i mean they made a fucking uh hershey's chocolate they do black i'll drink beer, their fucking right? black and tan way before i would drink just their regular lager yeah, yeah. uh i i personally like Kind of, I, I, I am in agreement with Jake. It, it is a mediocre beer. That's kind of why I, I, I dig it. That's why I love it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it is nice to just have a beer that, like, you know exactly what you're getting, like PBR, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I, I don't always need something so fancy. And I've had a pretty direct line from Chicago to Arizona for quite a few years. Oh. So I've been able to enjoy the black and tan. You know, try the light, the amber, even though I thought Yingling was, like, the amber lager. Yeah, is Anyways. it not? Uh, it is. Uh, I don't know. In, in any case, I've, I've tried a lot. I might even be mistaken. I don't want to. Don't come for me in the comments. Uh, <laughs> come at him, bro. I promise you, I don't read them. <laughs> it's, it, well, it's like when I tell people, like you know, r- running a brewery for so long, they're like, "Oh, well, blah blah blah." I'm like, I have not read a review in six years. Nice. And I, I refuse to, so I won't read them either. You know what? Uh, well, yeah, actually, come... that's why we brought you here, Alex. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and read you some reviews. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come at him, and uh, I'll also back you up against him because bad press is good press. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And listen, if anyone knows how to be messy, it's me. Hey. Yeah, this guy shit his pants. The best review I ever got has been at 12 West, actually, and I was called the okayest bartender. <laughs> and I fucking love Dude, I'll get that tattooed on All me. All day. Like, give me a quote. Heather, thank you so much. I will wear that okayest bartender badge. A badge of pride. Thank you. That is... Let's move on to the next question, because we got a bunch of good ones. Nice. At least we think so. Yes. So far, so good. <laughs> just don't bring any um, Yingling out. Well, I, I just want to say one more thing about Yingling. Uh, I, uh, to the scarcity thing, I think, and I've stated, I've been on the record about this, and now that they've done it, I'm interested to see what happens. I think that them moving west of the Mississippi was a mistake. Ooh, you think, yeah, it's not going to be do. worth. I think that if they, if they, maybe they did, 
maybe they didn't, but I'm assuming they probably didn't like do any sales analytics of how much beer is actually transported across mm. that part of the country and purchased on the East Coast. And uh, they launched into Texas first. And if you know anything about Texas and beer, you don't it's that they're it. one of the highest volume consum- consumers of beer volume in the country. Really? Well, they're Texas, not in the country. Arizona. Arizona uh, what, like, if, you, if you're a brewery and you go to Texas to sell beer, you're like... A shiny box a whole market. It's a fuck ton of volume yeah. is what it is. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a... Like, the only reason I haven't attempted to go into Texas yet, like, my brand will work there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I oh, don't think yeah. I can keep up. Ooh. It's big. It's oh, yeah. big, big. And they drink. Well, it's also, I mean, imagine trying to put a rep in a market of Texas. Like, fucking crazy. You need nine. No, Texas suppliers. is like run by Reyes Brothers. So, honestly, you just do great programming with your distributor and do what they tell you because it's Reyes. And that's, that's how that works. Mm. <laughs> I mean, my the, San Diego they're the Amazon of they're the Amazon looking to get bought out by Reyes. I, uh, listen, Reyes is committed to buying a distributor a year um, until they become... Again, Amazon. Yeah. Uh, I'm here for it because, like, the way the current beer market with, uh, just to kind of, like, wrap this up, uh, not to bore Jake with beer sales talk, but... I like beer things. Uh, things things in the beer sales is kind of moving more to a direct relationship with breweries hmm. and then uh, having that facilitated by a distributor. Distributors are no longer growing brands or responsible for, like, brand development. If right. they claim they are, they're lying to you. Um, and so Reyes has always kind of been like this. And so the market headed this way, and Reyes already kind of like really good at that. I think it'll be good for some areas and bad for some and good for certain states. I, I couldn't tell you here. I know there's a lot of fractured distribution networks out here. They could probably benefit from Reyes coming in and like buying them up and, you know, kind of fusing a bunch of them together uh, into a larger network statewide. But. Again, um, we're fractured butthole. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of buttholes, why don't you tell us about the shadiest thing you've ever done for money? Oh, it could be an act at work or something outside of work for dollar bills. Yeah. So my entire career. Technically, technically if you're doing it for money, it is work. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) fuck me. Um, the shittiest thing I've done for money. Well, I said shadiest. Oh, I mean, shadiest. You can, oh. you can go shittiest. I mean, no, no drugs. <laughs> Just drugs. <laughs> so bad, so bad. Like, the shadiest thing I've done for money. Selling the shirt off my back at the bar wasn't shady. It was amazing. And the dude paid me 120 bucks for it. That's phenomenal, I actually. Like, that's... I loved it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I would have. Like, luckily, I, I had a sweater. I'll sell this shirt, and then I'll go into our merch section and take another one. <laughs> you said shirt or dry hand job? <laughs> <laughs> Squeeze me. Because <laughs> $120, dude, man's got to eat. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love, the, I love that, like, cheesy line is like, $20 is $20. Like, no, no, no. Over a hundred dollars. It was like that. Now you're dude. catching my attention. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was a bill. Okay. Right. Dude, that's money. That, that's that, that wasn't money shady, though. That was 100% on the up and up. He was intoxicated, but <laughs> <laughs> to each their own, it's your, you know, what's good. What's subjective. Do so you ever done some shady shit at work? Not at, not in the industry, dude. Really? Um, no, like my, my, sh- I don't want, it's not super. So, your boy's a salesman, right? So my whole <laughs> career has been like sales to start, customer service to follow, and the industry after that. 
the hardest thing that I feel the shadiest about is when I was working for a very big domain company that rhymes with a schmo schmatty, um, <laughs> is we would, we offer hosting, we offer domain names, we offer all the things you need to be an online business and successful, which was very good and great to talk to people about how to grow their businesses online. But when you have zero, not zero, when you have very little vested interest in what their businesses are and what the cost of good domain names are, I felt dirty and shady about selling these things, if that makes sense. 100%. So a domain name is just like your real estate. It's the address that you need online to be found, keywords, no fucking hyphens, like all this other bullshit that goes into what makes a domain name a domain name and what makes it valuable. I felt disgusting selling. Yeah, you feel me. That's my. Have uh, <laughs> you heard it? That's my child losing his fucking mind. Just having a ball. <laughs> oh, Jameson. No, dude. The worst thing was selling somebody a domain name for fifty thousand dollars. Holy shit! What? Yeah, you fifty thousand. Like that's a car that yeah. used to be the half the cost of a house. Now it's like one twentieth the cost of a house. Um, but it was like nanochiptech.com or something like that, where he needed it for his business. It was exactly the keywords he needed. And I had to do some, I had to help him make that decision to spend 50 fucking grand on a domain name. And I hated myself for doing it. (laughs) Do you get a commission on that or what? Yeah. That's yeah, <laughs> why do you think tight. I did it, dude? That's pretty tight. I mean, I hated myself, but my wallet I, was stacked. I cried into my bed. Here's what I think: like, if it's, like, I love and I hate uh, commission-based sales. Like, I want to prove my worth to my company. Um, when they send, they're like, "Hey, well, we want to give you a two percent raise this year," and you're like, "How about you just pay me more in commission? I prove mm-hmm. it to you. Let me just fucking earn this." It's just exactly oh, yeah. what I did. Like, I started with my company. Uh, when we broke into Arizona, I literally, after six months, was like, I need a $10,000 raise in an email. And my boss calls me like, can't give you $10,000 raise. I'm like, tight. I don't fucking want that. No. I just wanted your attention. Yeah. This is not what I actually want. Give me a quarter more, 50 cents more per CE. Uh, and let me prove that I'm going to make you guys money. Mm-hmm. Like, I know what your margins are. I know your this is comfortable because you're not paying the, the big salary. Like, we can make this happen. Right. But then all of a sudden, when you're like, in big money, things like... I sell things that are 150 to $200. Now, when it's like $50,000, if I'm 100% salary, and you go, hey, buddy, don't do it. Don't spend $50,000. Like, you don't need it. Like, just have good keywords on your website. Yeah. Like, but when it's commission, you're like, this is really going to make or break you. Oh, like, dude. I mean, you might you might lose your entire company without this domain. Oh, my God, like, dude. That was the thing. It was like when I worked there, it was pretty much half my money was hourly and then the other half was commissioned on my like my yearly money that i made there which was nice and i i it's just i don't give two flying fucks <laughs> about your website and guess what yeah. if all the power goes out my dude you ain't own fifty thousand dollar real estate <laughs> yeah. you own a fucking blank screen like yeah. you don't got it anymore <laughs> you know what i mean so that was like for me the shadiest thing like in my heart besides drug deals which i never did google just kidding Turn off my phone right now. Yeah. <laughs> Siri was up. Dude, oh, Alexa I, I and Siri are both like, should have say that again? Uh, yeah, we should. Oh, my God. We should I, make this whole room a Faraday cage. Well, then the, the equipment won't work. No, it's all local. We... Oh, fuck. All right. Have a good night, guys. See you later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll have to. I'll, I'll bring my Faraday bag uh, for uh, 
uh, phones nice. for future episodes. Yeah, it's like yeah, a motorcycle yeah. club. Like we all put our phones in the Faraday bag in the living room, and then we come down here and talk shit. Yeah, I mean, just for clarity, I have one because like. You can call me paranoid, but just a handful of times when I'm hanging out with buddies, I'm like, hey, you know, maybe uh, just uh, let's throw the phones in here. Just make sure. I call uh, it pre-paranoid. No, 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 we're no we're one's listening. Thinking about yeah. uh, the phones listening, we're going to publish this online for yeah. strangers to listen to. No, we're fuck past you. The point. Andy's listening, and that's <laughs> yeah. it. He can hear all my secrets. Andy, put this shit on replay. <laughs> Andy, make sure you play this one five times. Yeah, yeah please. Uh, let's get on the next one. Alrighty. Um, that wasn't super shady. I'm sorry. Oh, That's all right. It was oh, good. No, that, that was actually. It led in a good awful. conversation. I felt awful. Ooh. Now, see, uh, this would be a good one. Oh yeah. As a man who's worked at a bar too, that uh, and one I know that definitely was full of rowdy people, including the other. Um, do you have a favorite story of having to uh, ask someone to leave the premises? <laughs> we were talking about this earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my god, there's been so many that are so good. So I'm a super I try to be a super nice dude. I've always been told to project the person you want to be. Right. Because I'm fucking dead inside. <laughs> so that's why I'm so bubbly on you the outside. You just found someone else. You're like, I just got to replicate that human being. Yeah, exactly. I just want to be over the top, super happy, bubbly. But. I will also tell you to go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll see the demeanor change and then you realize that that is what you Oopsies. It was actually there was two really good stories. Um my favorite recently <laughs> was we did an event um with a bunch of people from Chicago, which is a uh, <laughs> you already know um, so we did a charity event with some um, uh, I want to say Jim, Jim McMahon um, I didn't kick him out time I'm to start that, <laughs> that story be, right now that would be dope yeah it would have been easy but <laughs> <laughs> just wheel him out motherfucker could drink Zonas dude like water um, but we had a bunch of people coming out from Chicago and it was during spring training. So if you guys don't know, Arizona has a huge baseball league in the spring, um, which pretty much pays mortgages and rent for businesses for the whole year yeah. through spring training. So we're always popping. We got a bunch of Cubs fans. We got Jim McMahon, who is a Bears quarterback. Legend. Right. And a, uh, a Super Bowl MVP. Thank you. I'm not I'm, I'm not a sports guy. Um, but we had all these people in the house. They had full band set up a stage. And it was part private event to start, and then down the road it became more of like they were still there. But it was just a very fun, interesting night. But people were getting fucking loose because to do the event with Jim McMahon, you for a couple hours got free drinks. Yeah. Right? So you paid to be in there, get pictures, schmooze up with the dude who probably didn't give two fucks about you anyways. Yeah. But you felt good about it. Um, and so people started getting... A little loose, which was good. We were maintaining everybody. But then the bands played. And after one of the fucking bands, um, somebody started whistling. And we're all running around just making sure everyone's taken care of. And somebody starts whistling like you would play the penis game, like as loud as you can. And then somebody else across the bar starts whistling as loud as they can. And I hear my other bartender Trey on the other side yell shut the fuck up and I'm pouring beer turning around like I get it you can fucking I love whistle wh I love Trey. oh dude Trey is the nicest but he has two speeds 
He has, I'm <laughs> going to give you the good none. service or I'm going to fucking destroy you. Yeah. The Marines trained him to <laughs> yeah. murder people. Um, but it was just going off and these whistles were happening. And then as I look back, I see this fucking lady old enough to be my mom. I'm 33. like, what's up? I'm no, no, it gets better. We have a stairwell in the middle of our restaurant that goes down into the basement and around that stairwell there's a little ledge of bar seats that you can sit at and do hang out and you know get bar service she proceeds to start climbing on the bar stool to stand up and whistle with this whole fucking chorus of whistling and in my mind i've already snapped yeah, i've already lost it dude my face i've already tackled went. her in my mind yeah exactly i launch off my butt no um <laughs> but the problem for me is that if you fall you're intoxicated or been drinking and if you fall you're going to die because yeah. that stairwell is oh you will die you will die like yeah. even me as i bounce I'm, i would die yeah. if i fell so i just drop the beer i'm pouring and i run up to her and she's whistling and i go Miss, you need to get the fuck off that chair right now. This is not your goddamn house. Hell yeah. And she looks at me and she starts to say something. I'm like, because this is my fucking house. You can get out. <laughs> and she just like stopped and got like, down. I'm She's homeless like, and I live here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, the basement you're about to fall into is my house. Yeah, that's where I live. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. But it was just one of those that she was already being a little problematic exactly before this whole thing and i'm like i'm gonna save your life but i'm also gonna kick you out and i want to tell a grown lady that this is in her house and she needs to get off a fucking stool but her eyes lit up dude like a four-year-old like looked at me like she was in trouble because she was and she just perked up and started to climb down I'm like no you can leave right now but can i no dude one of my kicking people out is one of my favorite things because like you and me we're very understanding what oh yeah keep going once you keep spending money because then we make money the company makes money dude, last night i have a regular and some random guy I never it's met before. It's not Allison, right? No. I'm just uh, and they're at my bar, and the one, the new guy I've never seen before is, is sitting inside. Older regulars sitting outside. The two older gentlemen in their mid to late fifties. And I just talking go, politics. And I just well, one guy's inside, the other guy's outside. The, the guy inside only goes out to smoke a cigarette, and then they're talking. And I don't, I don't know any of the context, and I just go out to like check on drinks. And the two guys stand there. I'm not even realizing they're in like an argument. And one of the girls is just like waving her hand over her head. Just bartender, bartender, a fight's about to happen. And I like <laughs> look and it's the two guys. I'm like, oh, what? And I just see him kind of squaring off. And at this point, I just laugh. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing between them and I'm shaking my finger. No, like, no, 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 no. And they both look at me because, and then. The fight de-escalates so fast because I'm now joking, laughing at yeah. what that this was about to be a fight that these two old men. I'm like, get your walkers, boys! Like, yeah, get on. the fuck out of it. So I look at ARP like, ain't paying for this. No, 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 no. I look at the new guy. I go, uh, actually, we're about to close. I need to close you out. Dave already closed out. We good. Come inside right now. Uh, so I <laughs> walk him inside, close him out. I'm like, tight. Now get the fuck. Yeah, out you of can here. fucking like, leave. so leave. And uh, he's like, well, he's like trying to explain. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Don't give a shit about your geriatric like, boxing. Uh, you paid your tab. You tipped me. We're square. We're good. Yeah. Get the fuck out. That's the door. And he goes out, goes back in the patio to like say goodbye to someone. And I just like arm around his shoulder. I'm like, just slowly no, turn no, no, him no, no, towards no, no, the no, no, thing. I'm like, that's the direction you need to walk, buddy. Right. Pat on the back real kindly. I'm like, get along, buddy. Nice try, and I just, like, 
this was the best kick out because half the time you kick someone out, you're like, you got to go. They're like, fuck you. I'm not paying my tab. And you're like, fuck, yeah. I don't need your $12 tab. Pay, yeah. But like, uh, leave. And I was like, I just got to pay. And to me, fat. And I'm now <laughs> and escorting I, and you I out. And I slowly escorted him out. So. Do you want to walk one block north to the police station <laughs> yeah. or do you want to go the fuck home? Yeah. Like, we can make this either way. <laughs> Your, your tip on your four Montuckies ain't going to break the bank, dude. Yeah. <laughs> a great kickout story is one of my favorite fucking things in the world. Like, just the simple tap of, like, I've had people just the tap on the shoulder and be like, you're not allowed to drink anymore. I, I had it when I was at Outback Steakhouse, and there was a Stop. Fucking... You worked at an Outback Steakhouse? Oh, dude. For Fuck years. you, really? And there was this, <sighs> dude, it, the best part about the story, it was their bachelor party night. At an Outback? <laughs> and they came to get dinner at an Outback. Blooming onions and Every- shots or what, dude? <laughs> yeah, they're like strippers and blow, and they're like, well, it's chicken strippers, yeah. not actual yeah. strippers. Like, <laughs> so, like, one guy's just shithouse drunk, and the rest of the guys are pretty cool, and I literally walk into the team, like, tap on the shoulder, and go, you're not allowed to drink anymore. Mm. And all the other buddies, like, he, like, he's like, what do you mean I'm not allowed to drink anymore? And I go, the rest of you are still allowed to drink. He is not. Nice. And if you guys give him your drink, you could all get the fuck Yeah, in. dude. And every single one of them turned on him like fucking piranhas to yep. crush me. They're like, sorry, bitch. We're drinking and you can watch. <laughs> You're not fucking up our night because of your belligerence. Like, oh, I've had a couple of those too where it's just like, your boy, they're like, can we get eight beers? I'm like, I'll give you seven. Yeah. And if one ends up in his hand, you get fucking zero. Yeah. <laughs> like, these, are, the, these are refreshing as fuck too. Sorry, thank you, man. That's I the, just uh, cracked it. The slim chance seltzers. Yeah, everybody, everybody in their mother's got a seltzer these days. It's that peach. Man, my brewery jumped right on it. Dude, I get it. It's like like the, it's we always like try to describe this one as like the beer lover seltzer. Like it's it's a malt base. Uh, so we use dextrose and two row. Mm. Uh, real fruit. Um, some people hate them. Some people love them. I don't give a fuck about any I of them. I put a lot worse in my mouth. You know what I mean? I feel ya. <clears throat> Back to that twenty dollars. Oh yeah, <laughs> one hundred twenty dollars. Don't get yeah. it right. <laughs> Don't you get it wrong. So I might be jumping ahead on the questions, but uh, it's by far I think one of our both our favorite questions, especially mm. anybody who's been in the industry long enough, is uh, beer fest creatures. Oh my! So just like a bar creature, I'm sure oh you've my. been at beer fest, worked them, or just <clears throat> been a patron of them. But the best beer fest creature. Uh, strong beer fest. It's always that. It's always strong. <laughs> it's always strong no beer fest. It's, there's no question. There's not. It should oh. just the question. Should, we should have to change the question. Well, your your best strong beer fest. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, I love the Mormon drinking team. I'm just gonna give them a shout out. They don't plug this, but if they want to sponsor this podcast, like I would love it. But these guys started this Mormon drinking team. Uh, they're not the worst. The they're the best. Excommunicated. Excommunicated. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just rock shirts and all the swag and go to beer fest and just sell their swag. That's like, yo, we're excommunicated, but we're a Mormon drinking team. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I love you so much. But it was at Strong Beer, which if you've never been to Strong Beer Festival here in Scottsdale is where it's held. It is. What? what? Phoenix. Phoenix. Is it Phoenix? Oh, it's yeah. Indian School Park, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, sorry. No, 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 no. I told you that. East Valley, dude. Don't go. He threw up the E gang sign. Like, don't fuck with Jake Johnston. <laughs> Not from around these He's parts. He's like, East Side or Die. I just play a city dweller on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's big beers. Like, the breweries bring 
their big it's bangers. all choice like cherry beers and, and you get they're tickets almost all super strong oh dude and you get the tickets and even the first time i ever went my buddy's like don't worry about your tickets you're yeah. not gonna get through them and people are gonna stop taking them mm-hmm. and i'm like okay he's like if the pro tip for strong beer if anyone's thinking about going don't finish beers that are shit yeah pour them out fucking a. like just dump them and always do you have the option of one ticket for two ounces two tickets for four ounces always do one ounce oh yeah. get one ticket someone's gonna overpour i promise you your beer's gonna be foamy because they're sitting in a jockey box it's not yep. well managed beers like you're gonna get more than you bargain for single tickets uh, and we said on the last podcast every single person behind a booth says if you're too like if you're done with tickets and you still are sober ask any person pouring they have a bucket of a hundred tickets. Yeah. They will just, here's a handful. Have it. Yep. For you. Have I don't have to turn these in anyway. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah. Who's, who's, <laughs> there's nope, a strong yeah. beer guy collecting all the tickets at <laughs> yeah. the end of the day. Like we sold 6,582 years. <laughs> uh, but it was at a strong beer and we got there and we were having a good time and there was a ton of good breweries. Like 8 bit had some good stuff. You oh, feel yeah. me, my dude. Dude, he's he all about knows. strong beer fans. Dude, he's, he's got to be fucking two year old little Jameson's like fucking oh, 19 it. more years, buddy. <laughs> this goes tastes like shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the one beer I poured out. It was like I ate a fucking salt lick, dude. I was just like, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, but there was this person, um, and I'm very open to whatever you want to do in your world, as long as you don't offend other people, or in, as long as you don't infringe on by, upon my rights to do what you want to do, do what the fuck you want to yeah. do, right? So I don't want to dog on this person too much, but they were a. But you're welcome to. But they were a creature, because that's the term. Yeah. Um, this person had probably a handful of drinks easily. <laughs> um, I'm just going to try to paint a picture for you. Cause it was, uh, I was fucked up, but like, <laughs> were you working or were you attending? I was attending this okay. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Working. Say, if you say you're fucked up either way, you could like, be you on could, either side, be on of that side of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Made in the shade. One of my favorites. Made the I love killer. working it. Um, but yeah, this one was, I was attending it and this person was drinking beers and I saw them multiple times. And I keep referring to this person because I'm not sure (laughs) what they were born as, which totally fine, but you're in public and it's a strong beer festival. And this person, I'm five ten. How tall are you? Six, three. This person was six, three plus, (laughs) um, had legs for days (laughs) And the only reason I know that is because the short skirt Ooh. only went below the genitals. Yeah. Like, it wasn't... I remember this strong beer. And I don't know... The only reason I know that the skirt went just below the genitals is because this person had a tail mm-hmm. that was attached by the only thing you can think mm, it was attached to. So it wasn't to. attached on top of the skirt. Yeah. I, I ne- don't think it was Velcro. I never saw this, but I uh, well, I was working and someone told me that they saw this exact same I, thing. And like bright sequence top, um, potentially wig or just very bad hair day. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to tell. And I don't know if it was a fox or a raccoon tail <laughs> that was hanging out of their anus. Yeah, that's a, that's an asshole plug. It was 100% and I almost wanted to start a documentary series <laughs> about where this tail had been. <laughs> and call it tail chasing. Okay. Well, if you need funding, oh I got a couple gosh. hundred bucks to throw at this. Oh, but it was just like 
Everything I'm told, like the only thing that threw me off is the fucking butt plug with a tail. Like you're in public, <laughs> and you're not just. And they're having the best fucking time. I know. Ugh. Every step is great. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's profound. <laughs> oh, it just blew. It just the balls on that person. That's a fucking creature. Whether they had them or not, were yeah. huge. That like is they should have been. I thought they were sitting on a beanbag, but it was just their fucking huge <laughs> balls to be wearing a butt plug with a tail. Hanging out of a miniskirt at a beer fest, like, and the bulge was huge, dude. That was. Just I will tell you, floored. in a in, in a festival that regularly has over ten thousand attendees in the fifth largest city in the U.S., where everyone's intoxicated, it's a great place to peacock. Yeah, <laughs> oh, dude, if, if you're gonna find someone who's into your shit, mm-hmm. it's a great place to start. You'll find I, it. There. I've been a creature. I've worn a lot. Uh, oh, I don't have it up. Uh, I've worn a Lagunitas flag. As a cape. Nice. And ran through that beer fest just nice. flicking in the wind just and just <laughs> hammered. Every time I go to a beer fest, I look at my buddies and I'm like, when my hat's backwards, that means I'm drunk. Yeah, this is uh, my party And hat. every single time, if I had it backwards, and one time I also had a cape. <laughs> so. That's, I think, why I love Made in the Shade the most, because whether you're working or attending... There's campgrounds oh, 100 yeah. yards away from the festival. So Ooh. you're like, once you get to that point and you're like, I had fun. You can just walk back and go crash. Yeah. And then, right over there. And then rally a second time. Yep. The best thing about Made in the Shade that I went last time is that Firestone Walker was pouring creaky bones out of bottles. They were popping corks. Wow. Yeah, and so your boy took all of it. Well, I worked it, but then after we got off shift. Yeah. Was that was, how long ago was that? Two years ago. Oh. Three years ago, maybe, at the most. Well, I mean, the fr- the last one was two years ago. Yeah, it was right when I got hired point, at 12 West you know? shortly after that. So they didn't do one last um, that have been right when June took over. Yeah. They didn't do one Shout last June. And uh, so the, the the soonest one was two Junes ago. So it was yeah, two, two years ago. Fuck, yeah, it was. So I haven't even actually heard anything about May in the Shade happening again. They normally no. do it in June. Now, now, I'll say this. I don't particularly have anything against May in the Shade. Just kidding. That festival will go fuck itself. I love <laughs> May in the Shade. I fucking love but, May in the Shade. Uh, I, I do prefer Jamboree. Oh, yeah. Um, May in the Shade is a theory is awesome. Made in the Shade is a company is a bunch of cunts that steal people's money and pretend it's charity. Hey, uh, I don't give a fuck what you do. I'm going to donate beer to any beer fest anyways, and if you put me up in a hotel, take they, that as a win. But like, they but they, nobody, nobody else puts you up in a hotel. Like, What? Made you, in the Shade you puts, can't. puts... That's, you don't go hotel, puts, you can't. Uh, yeah, first of all, Puts brands can. up in hotels. <laughs> Sometimes. And most non-local beer fests like put you up. I mean... We'll talk off mic. This is going to be boring for everyone. Yeah. We'll talk off mic. Did Buffalo Bill take you to like, a beer fest? It's like, if you put the lotion on the skin, I'll give you a room. Yeah, and I put the lotion on the skin because it was a very mediocre room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, but I spent all 20 of my tickets on fucking Creaky Bones. Oh, I just yeah. like that, that's pour, drink, turn around. Turn right back around. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm more. you just give me the bottles, please. So, what is Creaky Bones? Creaky Bones is going to be their sour, one of their sour series. So it's they're fancy because it's in a corked fancy. bottle. Um, it's a creek and oh no, it was the freak. Sorry, it was a creek and a framboise. So Ooh. Creaky Bones is one of their sours. They also do the freak, um, but yeah, it's a blended barrel aged sour, Ooh. which is phenomenal. Ooh. Um, just Ooh, from Firestone Walker. Oh, Firestone, Firestone. Walker. Yeah. even better, dude. If you even their better. bottle series, like all of that, like the Parabola and all those. Here's like, the thing: as I wish I'd get... known you were a fellow Firestone fanboy. I've got about yeah. thirty bottles in my cellar. That no I, shit. I as breweries get bigger and bigger. I'll talk shit to Gavin about eight oh five all day though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I've got a straight vertical of 
Sukaba sitting around somewhere from Stop. like 13 to 18 or 19. Dude, I got... It was funny, too, because I remember when I was buying all of them, I'm like, man, I was like, I wish I'd have started this a little sooner, just because, like, I was a little behind already, but then now, like, I look back, I'm like, I have so many just, like, dank-ass bottles sitting in my fridge, I'm like, nice. Dude, it's... they, Their beers are... Like, they're traditional Union Jacks and stuff like that. They're, like, they're solid. Well, they make great beers. Once so, you get into those bottle series, that's what's like, big that's about. That's what's else. great about big breweries. So, like, people are like, oh, they're a big brewery. I don't, I don't like them anymore. I'm like, well, you don't, you're not drinking the crazy shit they're doing. You know, They're too mm. big to do one-offs, two a month, one a month kind of thing. Like, they have to be more established. So they've got insane chain placement, and so we got to maintain these chain placements. But then they do these insane bottle releases, and you're like, wow. Like, it's at some point a brewery can't release three or four specialties a month. Like, right. Like we've got to be, we've got to lean on our cores, do one a month and then focus on this like other thing. And, and mm-hmm. Firestone Walker can focus on their barrel age program, their sours, oh, yeah. things that take a couple years to make. And then all of a sudden you're like, holy shit. Well, that's how the market used to be before innovation <clears throat> caught up. And then yeah. every small backwoods brewery could like put out cans regularly. Like that didn't used to be the way things were. I like Avery it as used an to, example. It, it literally used to be that way where yep. like, um, BCBS and the the whole perennial series from Firestone Walker, the botanical series from Avery. I mean, I could mm. go on for days. I have a ton of these things just sitting in my fridge. And it used to be that, yeah, I would always support Firestone Walker. And I'd drink Union Jack anytime I saw it on tap because yep. I knew if I drank 805 and Union Jack, like these great beers would get made. And then some of these bigger breweries started being like, oh, well, we got to put out quarterly releases now and mm. all this stuff. And so now some of the bigger guys are finally getting back to what I think are kind of the old ways and I would even with what I do with um, you know breweries I'd like to get to that point as well uh, although yeah I uh, I have a very specific lane I have to kind of stick to because uh, long story short there is never a plan for Grand Canyon to enter distribution <laughs> <laughs> well you fucking found how it. the turntables have turned <laughs> but before the brewery even got open um, an account called we cook pizza shout out to y'all Hmm. Um, called us and was like, "How do we put your beer on tap?" And it changed nice. everything. And, That's what's up. And it's been amazing. And they still have three tap handles on for us. Again, shout out to you. They do so much great business for us. Um, right there in Tuzion, headed into the Grand Canyon National nice. Park. Might have heard of it. Huge. It's a good yeah. place. It took me uh, thirty years Earth's to get there. Ass crack, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> smells better. <laughs> as a native Arizonian, it took me 30 years to go see the Grand Canyon. I literally had to start working for Grand Canyon Brewing Company before it. I saw it. Really? Yep. Go Still see it. It's worth seeing it. But as somebody who's from out here, you taught me like, oh, it's way over there. You could see it from Bryce. You'll have to yeah. do. Uh, you'll have to do a day trip with me up to Williams. Uh, Dude, I'm so fucking people, down. People in the industry uh, do it from time to time, and uh, you know, I just go check on accounts at the Grand Canyon. We can just roll right up to the rim and just go fucking chill out, look at it, and. Yeah, we'll, uh, We're taking the podcast on the road, you guys. There's something. Uh, oh, we'll definitely record a podcast. You know what's dope is this little thing has yeah, a them. section for two microphones that we just put nice. right in the middle of the table. Yeah, we, we haven't tested this. We, we, like we the, have it around here somewhere. Cool. It's a little like um, yeah, it's a little clippy. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, we we did test it because when we were fucking oh, this up oh, fifteen right. times, it was recording off that mic, and we had to. That's why we had to take it you're off. Right. You're right. Yeah. So that's in the box. It, it, it looks like box. one. Of, it looks like one of those. <laughs> it, it basically just looks like two ion batteries touching tips. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I have like a Tascam like that. That's. I didn't even know what the fuck yeah, it was yeah, when we got sure. it. Yeah, solid. I don't Dude, know anything choice. about this podcasting. I, I, I can talk in front of a microphone. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> even then, your pants. until we got these, uh, these mics, uh, 
we fucking put a mic in the middle of the table. We're like, I guess Dude. talk loud. And then I'd blown out my eardrums, like, re-listening to some of these. Right, like, you're oh, like, oh, I'm good. yelling at people right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been driving, listening. Like, I'll just, I'll listen in, see the difference between what we're doing now and what we did then. And, like, as I'm driving from account to account, I'm like turning off the volume and then like turning back up I'm like oh, I can't hear oh now it's way too loud I'm turning out like, like my poor speakers in my car are just being blown and, and when we were recording in the basement of 12 West um, that was bigger more echoing like I like this because like it yeah. echoes and it's like it's it's loud it gets loud real quick but it's quick right yep mm-hmm. um, and then uh, you know Love having a, you know, backup DJ up, upstairs. Yeah, they, uh, uh, I don't know if you guys can hear him, but my child is crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to keep this podcast going. Um, you know, yeah. the dedication that we've got to the craft Just is how you know it's family. Well, <laughs> a, a, any, any actual parent is aware of uh, crying children out. So. They don't even hear it anymore. They just, that they think it's their own kid. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, and, that's and, just And here's the thing, is, is, is the father of a 15-year-old child... Um, I'll tell you, anyone who has more than one child uh, is either just not all there or um, a saint. Oh, both. One, one mm. kid is a lot. Poor it is. Dose. It is. Like I'm, I'm always reminded that the male. average IQ is, in fact, the middle point. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And that might explain why some people are just like, yeah, five kids is a cool idea. That makes sense. Yeah. No. No. That Mm-mm. tax return at the end of the year, bro. Ugh. That being said, I am the oldest of six children. Uh, shout out, mom. Uh, <laughs> I mean, shit, Brooke is the youngest of eight. Oh, and she's a twin, right? Yeah, she had two sets of twins. So they had six. Oh, so they had already had twins. They, they were had at six. Had another kid. They and were had at twins six, again. and they're like, I guess we'll slang some more meat. Yeah, let's go uh, for it. Well, they had what was it? Five. So four, five, six, seven, eight. So they had four and five are twins. They had one more kid, and they and still then had another the dice set again? of twins. Yeah. <laughs> Gnarly. Bless their hearts. <laughs> Bless this mass. Yeah. Hey, uh, going back to the excommunicated Mormon drinking team, they were not excommunicated, and they were just Mormon baby makers. Oh, yeah. Mm. So, mm. so what's weird is uh, I was uh, <clears throat> in the many complicated religions I was drugged through. Uh, again, shut up, Mom. Um, <laughs> uh, I was, uh, you know, became LDS, baptized and all that, and did all this stuff, went to seminary, almost went on a mission. Um obviously quite a heathen these days i've hey. never been officially excommunicated and do they send everyone, you like a letter they all know what i do for a living yeah Dude, i'm and pretty y- sure y- they're more so really- the day i bought a house in mesa or the week i bought a house in mesa a card showed up nice no shit like hey oh hey it's been a while here's your local ward i'm like oh oh tabs. my god do you guys are Skip tracing people. Yeah, do they do they send a letter? Do they send like a it, it, telegram? So it was just it, it was it was a postcard in the mail, yeah. and it just like it had like a nice like family scene or whatever on it. It was like kind of winter themed, and it just said, uh, you know, it's been a while since you know we've we've seen you. Uh, you know, here's your local war. You know, some mm. other like uh, warm colloquialisms, uh, and then you know just. Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I was going to say, if I excommunicated people, I would do it with a candy gram. (laughs) 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 Just like some candy with it. It's like, you done fucked. Get out. Here's some sweets. Be a sing-along group. (laughs) Oh my God. You get get a barbershop quartet to kick people out of your church. Oh, can we start a church? You were fucked, fucked, fucked. We don't want you, want you, want you. You are out, out. Out and we hate you, hate you, hate you. Where is hell? It is burning. You're gonna be on fire. We hate you. Uh, 
uh, fuck you, bitch. I wouldn't think they'd say fuck you, bitch, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually pretty hard to get excommunicated from the Mormons. They're uh, they're about the numbers game. Doc, uh, they're, yeah. they're, they're inducting dead people. Yeah, they're like, you can't even get away get away from us if you die. Ooh. Yeah, they got, they got Hitler in their So, books. while I never did bad, baptisms for the dead, my siblings did, and uh, it's just so frustrating. And it's... Sounds like a dope metal album. I, like, <laughs> Dude, I, 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 no, I, I, I get, I, I, I get the concept. I really do. Like, I get the concept. Like, you think you're right. You think you're helping people. Mm. But the fact is, it's so fucking disrespectful to someone's entire existence and the decisions they made. It's like, listen, once you did, you lived a great life. Uh, Gandhi, but we want to make sure you go to heaven. So yeah, we're going ba- to we're, we're baptize you into the Mormon Church through our quote unquote way. That way. Uh, in case we're right, you get to you get to. Yeah, go to I live in a very cartoon world, so I see this as like Gandhi's chilling over here in his own heaven, and then they baptize him on Earth, and, and he like he dissipates and then teleports over to the Mormon, like whatever twelfth planet it is. And he's like, "How the fuck did I end up here?" Like that shit was tight. Yeah. I liked it and the problem with Mormons is in in in. Mormons aren't listening to this podcast. And if you are, shout out. Ayo, fuck your construction that's going on at the temple next to my house. It's <laughs> fucking up my fucking resale the, the, value of my house. The thing about Mormon religions and religions that are generally for wealthy people, Scientology, Mormons, hey. um, is it's like a tiered afterlife. Yeah. And so there's like three tiers. And the How one, are you? The, the one that you get where you're most filled with the love of God or whatever, the whole like become your own God, that, that's, that's real stuff. Like you, mm. you move on, like you become like peers with God or some shit. I don't know. Oh my God. Would I be telling my worst coworker story about Jesus? Oh God. <laughs> if I was in the Mormon church, I'm like, we're peers, but he kind of has been slacking off. Yeah. Like, I mean. He's really been resting on that whole like I got crucified a thousand years ago. <laughs> he kind won't of thing. shut up. He says he's in three places at once, and yeah, I'm like, dude, you're next to the water cooler. You. Like, dude, you haven't even replaced the water, and you're sitting there telling me you're doing this shit, yeah. and you're not. Like, you're really slacking on the salary. How, how are you, the boss, the employee, and the janitor? Like yeah. the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You're all three of them. I don't get that. Yeah, yeah. So, so real quick, just back to baptisms for the dead. Yes. How does this work? Like. Um, you baptize a dead person who would have had, hold on, it's, uh, terrestrial, celestial, and no, it's, it's terrestrial for sure. Cause that's, that's here. That's, that's the one where you stay here. Uh, you're not in the presence of Christ and then you can't really recognize people. And the other one is, uh, it's not, I, th- I think celestial is the top one. The middle one, you get to hang out with JC. Nice. And you get to hang out with all your loved ones. And that's kind of where I think people who like lived good lives but weren't like full Mormons like get to hang out. So it's like mm. back to you, almost your teleport story. It's like I was this incredible person, and by any other person's definition, I should go to heaven. I should, I, I should have a great afterlife if there is one. Mm. And now you're going to assign me to a mediocre one, yeah, <laughs> because I, I I don't get to have the or. It's like, oh, hey, we did a baptism for the dead, and holy shitty celestial! Is, like, <laughs> is it like, is it like invoking Super Saiyan on someone? Like, you, you, you've increased their power from the dead. Like, you done goofed. I was yeah. great. 
Boom! <laughs> I like the idea they just get the uh, obituaries, <laughs> the daily paper. They just dunk the whole thing in holy water. I was like, going to say, I have two you. thoughts of how it happens. They either dig up the dead and baptize them in water, <laughs> or they just put holy water in the sprinkler system of the graveyard yeah. and just hit everyone at once. Everyone's baptized. I don't know what the answer is. Like, That's amazing. But <laughs> the groundskeeper's like, I'm just trying to make grass green. <laughs> and then like, where do you draw the line? Because I know the Mormons have what's called the sons of perdition, which are like people who are all these un- names are good, unredeemable. Dude, you're right. All Let's start bands. a metal band. Dude, their extra books are called um, the Doctrine of Covenants and the Pearl of Great Price. Oh my god, dude, branding Bruh. on fucking yeah, points. That's choice. I'm telling you, they play but. an eight string guitar. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I remember lows. my dad. I remember my dad. He's are you Christian. Saying, but... Are you saying George Harrison was Mormon? Yeah. <laughs> my my dad came to me. He's like, Hey, I I heard of this new band, this new Christian band. It's called Lamb of God. I go, Dad, that is not a Christian band. Oh my, band. yes, like, it like, is. He's like, Really? Anyone's listening? Is a Christian band. Lamb of God is a Christian band. You should play it every Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the best. Yeah. yeah. I didn't grow up very um, religious at all. I was actually baptized non-denominational. My mom was just covering all bases. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like, like not whatever God is. Extra well, steps. No. <laughs> go exactly. on. Go on. <laughs> She's like, just in case the Catholics were right, we got you. <laughs> But uh, the, what is what are my wife's family? Um, her dad's a pastor, mm-hmm. which is very it salt of the earth people, you know, just not my wheelhouse. So whenever we're out there, we'll go and go to mass on Sundays. It's um, Church of the Nazarene, which is I'm oh, also yeah. another dope name for a metal band. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a that's a Mormon offshoot, isn't it? I don't know if it's it's. It's I There's think, one of my Christian based somehow. They do really good stuff, and I love what they do, like in their church and bless their hearts. But it's again not my world. So the first time that we went to mass on Sunday and they like did all the church thing, we got into the rental car, and as we're leaving, the first thing I put on was like, you know what? All those songs they were playing in church today, I'm feeling it. We're playing Lamb of God. Yeah, <laughs> and that's just right on point. She's like, what? I'm like, it's Baby Jeebs, the Lamb of God. <laughs> yeah, dude, and I was like, this is my church, baby. <laughs> what's what's even crazier is there's actually uh, a band called not well not not Devil Driver, uh, Demon Hunter. Uh Devil Driver, sick band, not Christian. Uh <laughs> definitely not. Um uh Demon Hunter though is this brutal ass metal band, totally Christian. Ooh. Yeah. I love the most brutal things can sometimes be and, I, and, I, and, and, and someone would have to confirm for me, because uh, uh, most of my favorite parts of uh, As They Lay Dying were Tim Lambesis, mm. but I heard that they were, like, Christian-themed at one point, but... I believe, like, they had, like, the- but I don't think they ever, like, pushed it, not that I'm aware well, of. Yeah, but... Well, yeah, uh, well, I mean, that's a fact, because they were, like, one of my favorite bands, and, like, mm. their music definitely doesn't, like, push a specifically Christian message, because... The thing that most people, I guess, don't realize about, at least what I would classify as, like, melodic death metal, I'm just going to kind of include a few names here, like, mm. Kills Which Engage, As They Dying, No Avenged Sevenfold. Uh, Austrian Death Machine. Uh, Austrian Death Machine. Heaven Shall Burn. Ooh. Um, <sighs> but most of those bands are singing about, like, getting your shit together and, like, right. you're better than, like, being a drunk or, like... Uh, you can overcome, you know, a, a weak state of mind. And it's all about, like, these positive messaging. Mm. Now, like, if you're listening to, like, Deicide or Genital Grinder, like, or Cannibal Corpse, those have more of a specific, like, ICP style, like, we murder vibe. And that's not the same thing. Those but... are the guys who come into the bar and ask for a good beer. 
<laughs> Listen, do you have... Hmm, do you have any IPAs? What's good? So we just cracked open another beer. Oh, uh, what are we I pulled on? this one from the fucking Crips. This brewery is not even in business anymore. They haven't, they haven't been around for probably Ooh. at least two years. Grave Robin, huh? Uh, yeah, Ooh. so who knows? Thank I you. actually got these beers the day they were going... The weekend they were going out of business, and they were just... They just needed to liquidate what is everything. This? I so, saw these bottles. I mean, it looks sexy. Council Brewing out of San Diego. Okay. Oh, uh, oh, I do remember the yeah. council closed. Yeah. They, oh, I mean, yeah. they they were they were known for their for their uh, mm-hmm. their sours, their barrel age, and everything. And uh, they were super religious and hated the gays. And they were in a town that was gay, gay. friendly, and they Ooh, loved pushing it. that. Uh, what a bummer. Not a great business model, but they made decent beer and their sours were great. Uh, who knows how these held up, but this is their. Uh, I'm not. I don't know fantastic. what the fuck. Uh, yeah, this is great. Was this fourth anniversary? That's what is it? looks like a Roman that's numeral a four. four. That's it's an a four. Yeah, I don't know Roman numerals, but that's a four. It's a You worked at 12 IV. West. We have a Roman numeral as our I, logo. Yeah, I told them I we also, were like 1439 <laughs> West Street. I'm also Alexander uh, Benjamin Phillips the fourth online on everything. I yeah. just know that. But I didn't know it because I saw your Roman numerals. <laughs> oh, this is something <laughs> you else. You're too. not looking at my numerals, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, numerals. What do they so describe this, is, this as? This is their anniversary ale. It's an imperial sour brown ale aged in it Cabernet like, Sauvignon barrels with killer old Bruin for sure. Balaton yeah. cherries. One of my favorite styles of beer at Ode Bruins. For sure. Yeah. One of my favorite stories. Uh, it smells outstanding. It's oh. it's very brief. One and this my, is warm. Yeah. It is, and it is. Uh, uh, one of my favorite old Bruin stories is when I was ooh. driving to Nebraska and back with the Arizona Wilderness crew. Um, Patrick Ware uh, passed out drinking an old Bruin in the back of my car out of a twenty-two. Uh, I didn't realize it, and then I kept hearing it, and I thought he was pissing his pants. So, like, I abruptly Let's pulled get this over guy this podcast. and was going to be like, yeah, let, yeah. Hey, Patrick, come join us on the podcast. Um, I thought he was pissing his pants, and I opened the door, I was so fucking pissed, and... Uh, and I thought he was pissing, and he actually just had this this bomber, and it was just like slowly just sloshing out onto my floor. Oh. And uh, he was so drunk, he either opened it in the parking lot, and brought it in the car, or oh. thought it was. And there was a state we were driving through where drinking in the car is totally chill as long as you're in the back. Nice for real. That's a good hundred percent. Yeah. So, um, but I was like, God damn it, Patrick! And I grab it and I throw it. And it is what it is. So, um, I think that's on the way back. Um, and then it's the summer. So I'm parked in Phoenix. I come out the next morning to take my daughter to school. My whole car just smells like the inside of a sour barrel. It actually... Wasn't awful? The first day it wasn't awful. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And so I get the kid in the car and I feel super bad. And and the kid's like, what smells so good in here? That's a hangover. I was like, like, yogurt. (laughs) It's all I could think of. It's all I could think to say. It's like, yogurt. She's like, Is this a double entendre? Yeah, that stuff invaded... Uh, I mean, it was, so most of my love of fermentation originally started in beer and stuff like that. And again, we've been over, I'm not really mm. a good brewer and I'm more about like, you know, I'm an idea guy, hey, but I, I, I've well, been, I'll let the pros do their job. Yeah. But, um, this is actually what set me down the path of like now how I like ferment like Moroccan lemons in my house and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like what got me there is having to figure out how to get this fucking smell in my car. Oh, and, Buy a new car. <laughs> uh, white wine vinegar works fucking wonders. No on way. mold, on horrible smells. It's it's a bacteria killer. Right. It murders bacteria. So um, I took everything out of the, the, the car. I, I hung it up. I sprayed it. I washed it. You can still smell it. And I just uh, threw one of those, like, um, like you normally buy to, like, 
Mike's, uh, like a hand pump to yep, like spray weeds. Spray, yep. I just filled that thing with white wine vinegar, like two gallons of it, and just and let it sit outside for a day. And uh, yeah, that car's still in the company fleet. Uh, It's not mine anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Pays to be on top. Rookie car, yeah. Yeah, Pays to be on top. (laughs) Yes, it does. He's like, does this thing smell musty? And you're like, nope, nope. That's just your upper lip, my guy. But uh, sorry, that was a little longer than it was supposed to be. (laughs) But this is a delightful. It's 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 one of my favorite styles. I I uh, I have this insane memory of uh, being introduced to an old Bruin. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, we got we got a few different beers in here, and uh, so I'm far, already feeling a little tipsy. Sorry, so... PBR, but this one is taking the cake at the yeah, moment. Uh, so we got to drink like, like an I'm ounce so or two of each one to get through what we've even brought, Ooh. dude. That's the fuck. Like the thing, I love turning people onto sour beers. And again, this is industry secrets, but your boy is a beer nerd, so. I love turning people onto sour beers because it took me actually like about two years to get into sours. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like, because my brain didn't. Because growing up, like I think the first beer I ever drank was a Budweiser original, and like just fucking again, you know where I come from. Right. It's good um, enough for my dad. It's good enough for yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. I can't buy it, but if that's what you guys got, that's fine. Um, but the sours were like when they first started coming around. I think the first one I had was a Goose. Um, which is phenomenal and it's light. Like one of my favorites is the Duchess. Oh, Um, for sure. Just that. And that's that's the gateway sour. That's the gateway sour too. If you want people to get into it, but my brain just didn't comprehend. Like I'm like beer and then I would drink a sour and I'm like, that's not beer. And so as soon as I like disassociate the fact that beer doesn't have to be bitter. Yeah. And like I've had sweet stouts and I've had other sweet beers, but like a sour beer or something else. Kettle Sours are phenomenal. Goes is all right. Uh, but you give me an Ode Bruin or like a Flanders Red, and I'm like, this Hell is yeah. what I need in my world. I want malty. Because I want more mm. of that, like, what is it, lactic acid than yep. your citric. And I want that depth of flavor. I want that barrel. I want that year yep. that's been marinating in this. And yep. like, it's my favorite thing is to get people who don't like sour beers to fucking like sour dude beers. i'm all about it dude, it's I'm so all good about it. like uh my like the the sour beer that got me into sour beers was uh Letewa from uh new belgium oh yeah it's, yeah yeah, yeah. They did like a series, series. Yep. Mm-hmm. and yeah, they, like yeah. very well known as their uh um oh fuck that i guess it doesn't matter i can't remember it anyways but the Letewa um is it's outstanding uh, I used to treat myself for the first like five years as in this industry and give myself a nice bottle of it. And, hey, it's not it's not the crazy expensive. It's fifteen bucks the bottle, but like mm. that was my go to like non fruited sour. That was just like this big thing. Nice. And they had you know Eric Sale the peach sour, which was outstanding. Um, and now seeing like what this industry is coming to for sours and like fruited smoothies. Oh my god, those smoothies are. Th- yeah, dude, it's more it's more fruit than beer. Oh yeah, it's thicker than and, Andy and Richter, dude. And yeah, and they're twelve <laughs> and they're twelve hundred calorie beers. Mm-hmm. It's absurd. And That's a not, meal. And, you're and, chewing. And, that. and you're not. And, and like, I don't know. It feels like customer dishonesty to me. But uh, before uh, I go down that path too hard, speaking of lips of faith, um, uh, Latoire is one of my favorite. It's outstanding. However, my very first sour and my favorite one, it, it's kind of complicated. So. I had a twenty, a two, three-year-old La Folie. Oh, that's the other one I was looking at. That's the yeah. wood barrel-aged sour. Yep. Yeah, that, 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 that's kind that. of been the staple for what built the Lips of Faith series. That's, yeah, I was going to say, that's like the big name one, and then mm-hmm. they've done Eric Sale, Let's a Wild, like a, yeah, yeah, a yeah, bunch yeah. of different For ones. sure. 
And uh, it was two or three years old, and my buddy was like, dude, I love these beers. Uh, I drank it, and I was like, so fucking turned off by it. It was just too tart. Yeah. And then my brain kept thinking about it, and I was like, was it too tart? And then I was like, oh. Or is that just something slapped my palate? It, 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 it like was the just, basis of what you know of beer, right? So, like, so the next time I encountered a sour beer, I was like, I'll take it for a spin. And uh, it was Lawfully again. Nice. It was current year. <laughs> I like this guy. Like, I tried a sour beer. It was too much. And then eventually I got to a sour beer. Same exact thing. <laughs> Killed it. <laughs> I mean, it was like a, mo- a month later. I'm like standing in probably Flannies. A complex man. Standing <laughs> yeah. in Flannies. I got La Folie. And I was like, I'll give it another shot. And I was like, mm, that is delightful. And then it just kind of went. Great it, it just, I mean, it's a f- like getting to IPAs. Like I had to do it the hard way. Mm. Self-experimentation. But I kind of got spoiled on my introduction to sours. I got introduced to a lot of really great ones. Um you know, my company produces quite a bit of like wild fermented sour as well as just, you know, uh, other general sour beers. Uh, and I've been able to talk shop with some of the best in the game, some of the greatest minds uh, about it. And I've ultimately just been fucking spoiled. So I, I, I particularly hate a terrible sour, like one mm. that's lazy or atrocious. I'm oh, just, it's bad. I'm specifically mad at it. <coughs> it's bad. You oversold it, Goza. Go fuck yourself. Like, and dude, that was like, like that was in between, right? Like, so in this beer industry for a while, like in like 2016, 2017, like when a lot of breweries were like the 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 boom of of craft beers happening as Arizona. Anybody who opened a brewery from 2014, 2017, like they were going to be successful, right? Mm-hmm. And they were making these sours, and they were doing a Gozer Berliner, and like the Gozas were pure, just fucking pure, just fucking salt or pure sour, and no. Uh, tartness, but Jake had to pee. Mm. Yeah, I think we all. I, oh. I also had to pee. Oh, great time. So hydrated. whatever we were just talking about, uh, fuck it. Uh, that's, how, <laughs> that's how we were this podcast. Uh, fuck what we had. If you were super interested, it's uh, sorry. Just come down to twelve uh, West. We'll if you were interested in what we were talking about, perfect. Because we're gonna move <laughs> along. If, 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 if you want to let us know and uh, cover it again, just hit us up at uh, industrysecretspod at gmail dot com. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, Instagram is some shit that we don't do much on, but yeah, fucking hit us up and be like, hey, th- I, this was lame. And anything. Cool. Blow up yes. your Instagram, dude. Yeah. Blow it up. Uh, do we have any more yeah, quick I mean, questions? We've always, always got a few quick questions. In fact, Jake was uh, discussing one in the bar yesterday. I didn't hear his answer, so it's perfect. Oh, yes. Little little uh, Desert Island beer. Negro Modelo. Oh. No question. Really? Oh, no question. Dude, that's a great question. The fucking it is. A, dude, like the, the first time I was asked it, it definitely took me a minute to like marinate on it because there's so like Marinate. I, I just got marinate. I want marinate. like a sour would be choice. Like because I love sour so much, but my favorite style of beer is a Schwarz beer, and Alex corrected me, telling me Negro Modelo. The fuck is a Schwarz beer? A Schwarz beer. You have to say it with a German Schwarz, accent. Schwarz, Schwarz beer. beer. It's a black lager. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have never heard anybody say that's their Ooh, like, dude, it's, beer. Dude, it's my go-to. Give me those malty, malty flavors, but light-bodied and a finish of a uh, lager, dude. Yeah, think See. like Bohemia. Another Dude, one of the best ones that was ever made out of our state was actually, um, and I don't usually rep the beer company a ton, but Huss made Rise of the Rio. Okay. And it was this amazing Schwarz beer. Oh, well, that's because it's one of Jeff Huss's favorite styles, dude. Like, oh, are we he, friends? Dude, I mean, we Je- didn't know it. Dude, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't got to tell anyone that Jeff Huss is an incredible brewer. That's pretty, they, pretty, pretty established fact. Yep. Um, his beer mind is so intriguing. And like, if he brewed what he just wanted to, 
they'd Ooh. be the most obscure brewery in the planet. Nice. Oh, for sure. Because, like, I mean, some of their bangers are, you know, more mainstream stuff. And the coffee I mean, coach. Go and ask, go and ask Jeff Hulse. Well, coffee if, Hulse if your is favorite genius beer, for time, too. Uh, Arizona light lager, you go, nah, but it makes me money. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's just a fact of the game, like. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've, any beer conversation, he likes crazy European sauce. He's just, he's so intrigued in the process and, like, these, these, he's just, He's such a student of the game. That's why nice. him and Doc hang out all the time because, yeah, like, for sure, they're two of the coolest fucking technical brewers it, it, or yeah. bre- beery, brewing minds you can just even talk to. They're so great yeah. to talk to. Jameson's not a fan of this frost beer, dude. He doesn't like the, he doesn't like this this question. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear him. We can hear him in the mic, so Listen, you can probably I, hear him. While you were peeing, full disclosure, I was giving him like the Doctor Claw voice. And like <laughs> you got him all yeah. amped up. I'll get you. And he's like, what? <laughs> Damn. So I do. I got. I, I guess I haven't. I haven't even addressed this question in a long time. Like, what would be like my, yeah, my go-to forever? Go-to? Like, like a hoppy lager Ooh. is like light but still bitter. So it's like caters to my IPA feel. Like, like my love of IPAs, but like I just want a crisp, easy drinking beer that I don't have to think too much about. Mm. And it's just light, it's delicious, or like a super lightly, super lightly fruited sour. Like not super sour and not super fruited. Like, yeah. Think of like a, like a pineapple sour. That's mm super light tart so it's still a very lager feel almost like a, like you would go with like a berliner ice like something that's tart but it's not like a kettle sour hit yeah you like, and like like super very like balanced ph where it's not super aggressive like so like modern like, times all, any like berliner ice they do is yeah like, like in that those would house. be and then if it comes down to like if i have to say like so those are two styles i would go for but if there's like an actual beer yeah. i'd go for Name the brand, name the oh, time. All right, let me rack this brand new. It would be Seize the IPA from the second chance. Well, why, yeah. why, why, <laughs> why you think for a second? Um, I know that uh, in hearing the question discussed at the bar yesterday, um, and then hearing you guys like, now it seems, and, and I've had this conversation with people before, light beers um, tend to be where people start because it's mm, like, I'm mean, going to have to drink it forever. Forever. I, yeah. Like, who's going to drink, like, even the biggest Guinness fan like has to realize that if like it's it maybe if it's like the only thing they drink, but like for me, I like a Vienna. I like something in that like light plus category, even like lightly fruited, because you're gonna want it to be light, and you're gonna want to be able to drink ten of them in an hour some days because you're on a desert island. Yeah, that's and you all wanna, I got. And you want to go to sleep, <laughs> <laughs> or you know, you also want to be able to like. After a while, light beer just tastes like light beer, mm-hmm. but like something with like some interesting malt in it, like you can kind of like go down that road with your palate and kind of explore like these this, this more depth with it, right? And it, or you can kind of like allow that to bypass your palate and really focus on like just the light crispness of it, right? So there is like it's almost like getting two beers in one, uh, right? When, when you when you when you do something For like sure. that, so it's it, it almost seems like everyone's trying to compromise and figure out like okay. I need two beers. How do I make it one beer? Yeah, you, get, yeah. you get a fucking Schwaz beer. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so I guess, uh, like, I'm a sucker for a pale ale. And the pale ale kind of capers like, the lighter style beer that I know I can daily drink and mm-hmm. enough hop profile to make me happy. Um, and RIP but but to it, uh, Hel- uh, Helio Basin. But mm. when with, uh, getting a fresh pour. Of, oh, that was like the Fugazi Rising or whatever, right? Uh, the Fayuka, Fayuka, Fayuka Rising. Oh, you like, like the Fayuka, dude. A uh, fresh pour of that was 
next fucking letter. Dude, yeah, Gable remember, did a good job fucking repping that with them. I remember a getting a, a fresh can of that if I could do and drinking it and be like, holy shit, this is, this is a perfect beer. Like mm. This is exactly what I would drink. And the only downfall to that is they called it a pale ale. Like anybody who makes pale ale, just fucking call an IPA. Fuck with the consumer. Like, yeah, like, fuck your 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 Sierra Nevada. Like literally, is like, an IPA. <laughs> yeah, like I don't care your standards. Would be like, well, this is the style. This is what it is. Like, if you want to sell a lot of it, don't call it a pale ale. Like mm. my favorite brewery for my or my favorite beer for my brewery is a pale ale. We literally just change it to seasonal because we can't sell enough of it to keep up. Like, gotcha. It, pale ales just don't sell in this market anymore. Yeah. Five to ten years ago, pale ales fucking crushed. Yeah. Uh, unless you're Sierra Nevada, who made their name on that beer, uh, and I bet you their numbers are down on yeah. that beer. Like yeah. Torpedo selling way more than Sierra Nevada Pale Ale because it's their IPA. So yeah. the last time I was hanging out with someone who worked at Sierra Nevada pretty regularly, um, that was the message was that Pale Ale was getting its ass kicked fucking everywhere and that they were to focus on Pale Ale placements because it's like their flagship. Mm-hmm. And um, It's the beer that made them. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It, it, it set a standard. I mean, it's 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 wild. Like, you know, I've I've heard tale. I don't know. Like they never enter it into competition because it would never win, based on like style per se. Sure. And again, that's the whole thing. Is like one thing that really like let me understand that style is just kind of subjective to a few things, and like you should just call it what you want to call it. Is um, I, I had an experience naming a, a beer something really stupid, and that was traumatizing. But then uh, I saw what Four Peaks, Gherkin. see so there's this penis shaped building in england called the gherkin it's pretty funny is that where jerkin the gherkin i'm not sure okay um i'll tell you though that um it was an esb it was a killer esb my brew team put out a phenomenal esb which no one wants yeah Uh, furthermore naming it the gherkin probably not the greatest of ideas um my own distributor didn't even read the spec sheet I sent them. They just listed it as a vegetable beer and made it impossible to sell. It was fucking frustrating. Oh, God. Taught me. Taught me. Taught me a lesson. You just slap a fucking better name. <laughs> like, it's then, just, yeah, you can name it what watching, you want. Watching Hopknot win strong pale ale category. Oh. I'm like, it's okay. I'm like, I'm like, okay. That makes sense. It is a strong pale ale to style. And they're like, IPA. Yep. 100%. Because Look at Dale's pale ale. That's oh, not a pale God. That yeah. is an IPA. 100%. Like, and, and that beer is failing now. Uh, so, Alex, what's your what's your, yeah, what's your Desert Isle? Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I don't know if it's Negro Modelo, but like Vienna Lager is probably where I'm going to land. It, you know? yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the one we produce at Grand Canyon, it's Figured Saguaro, but um, the, the being on a desert island, it being forever, I would want it a little lighter, a little mm. more watered down. You're a like little, a Hellas style. A little lager. less body than the one. I'll tell you, uh, Hellas of Troy, uh, I drink every fucking day of my life if Ryan Sandlin would fucking make it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That beer is nearly fucking perfect. And uh, I don't know if I'm just missing it as it comes out, but. Likely. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, what um, are you going to go to the Flagstaff? There, there is it? a beer one time that if. Replicated right, I would probably drink forever. It was kind of my first intro to New England's, but it was like, it was almost like an IPL. Hmm. Dude, IPL is it was, it, all it, 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 it was like it was like a juicy IPL. It was called uh, Hoppy Balboa. Nice, good uh, name. It was I a it. it was a second story Tired Hands collab because we had just hired <laughs> a Tired Hands brewer, and we were out 
um, in Philly, and he took us to Second Story, and we, and my plan was to drink that beer and then to try a bunch of stuff that Second Story had made. Mm. I drank thirteen of those beers. I'm so proud of you. It was just incredible. So I would say that Hellasa Troy from mm. Dark Sky or Hoppy Balboa from Second Story, like those beers were just insanely complicated and delicious, but they were so light and yeah. crushable at the same time. That's um, the balance. Like what was what was the uh the hoppy lager uh talking about stratodactyl that beer yeah, so fucking dude. good. Um it was just called a hobby lager, right? They yep, yeah, it was hoppy lager. Yeah, so lager. to call something Using, an IPL uh, like you're you're almost like pigeonholing yourself into like this corner of like Oh, that was strata hop, yeah, stratodactyl. So just does. call it a, a hopped lager, like a dry hop lager, mm-hmm. hoppy lager. Like mm-hmm. when you start hearing like IPL, like people, I th- people I push think, away from it. I think right. I think it was called Tritosaurus Rex in IPL. Which yep. was which is and, same uh, thing, and then but then Monroe. but then Stratodactyl called that uh, a hoppy lager, and it just sold better. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's wild the names. Like I have I have accounts that um, like we do a shanty, and I go outside of season, call it a fucking fruited blonde. Like yeah, you're gonna crush with a fruited blonde. Oh yeah, outside of it's summer like months, that brewery with their strawberry blonde. Like yeah. Yeah, that's exactly oh, what people want. And have. some buyers will just be like, well, that beer won't sell outside of the summer, which is such a retard. Say <clears throat> differently. <laughs> you, you almost said the oh, it's a bit, it's a bit ridiculous. Um, but it is absurd mm-hmm. and it is ridiculous. Um, oh yeah, it's like people like I get certain beers are more popular during the summer months, but yeah, some and I'm not even talking about my own brands. I'm like there are just some brands like Popgo Orange Blossom will oh. sell year round. So True. then why does then why does um why do some accounts think that Big Blue Van only sells during the summer? It's like, it's the same thing with a different, like, flavor option. Yeah. Four Peaks Peach. Instead of orange, you know, it's what, blueberry. Yeah, orange, yeah. whatever. Like, but some wheats, people are like, oh, well, that's that, that'll sell during the summer. Okay, so I see you have Blue Moon on tap. I see you have Pop Orange Blossom. Right. Like, what are, you, what, what are you talking about? Like, your permanent handles are mostly this stuff. Like, what are you yeah. on about? But in any case, I'm not here to Rookies. talk about idiot buyers. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... I think I, I think I do have one more question here. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. We're, uh, the thing is, is we're uh, you're gonna set a record for longest episode here for sure. Yes, <laughs> dude. All right, so <laughs> I love that. And I keep trying to read this without my glasses. No, I love what, what, the band that I play in Scattered Melodies. Shout out to my boy Josh. Hell yeah. Anyone wants to check it out? We make when I'm not working at the bar. I'm making Fatty McBass lines for Scattered Melodies. I was but, actually listening to that on the way over. Here. Nice, thank you, dude. We fucking love it. Um, we on our first couple albums are the long song guys. Yeah, like, we have a few of them that are like <laughs> eight. To yeah, 10. I just fig- <laughs> I just figured that out today. I was like, I'm gonna go see Jake. I was like, I've listened to the one song. It was jamming. I was like, yeah. let's check out this other stuff. I'm like, okay, there's 23 tracks. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, well, I guess oh, we're going shit. on in Odyssey. Yeah, yeah, dude, put it on. If you got a road trip, put on the album top to bottom. But yeah, there's like we'll have three songs in one song and just call it one, and it's 12 minutes long. That's Hell yeah. Fun. So. I'm glad that I got your longest podcast record, hopefully. Well, no, I mean, we're... Uh, I think we're there. We're tied right now, but we're going to... So <laughs> oh, we going. So we, we, we usually wrap this up with a, uh, a local shout-out. Mm. So we like to we like to just shout-out, uh, you know, if you, you, you got a story or even like a, you know, whatever. But we just like to shout-out cool local businesses. Um, nice. And... Uh, I got a thousand of them. I was gonna say twelve West has been hit up. <laughs> <laughs> that place is all right. <laughs> Just kidding. I worked there. It's pretty uh, good. It's 
No, we do good stuff. I I love 12 West is great for me because being from Arizona and like, especially Mesa, um, I was always into their beer before I even worked there. So we'd carry them at brass and, um, Kalax and one of my favorite beers that they made was the saw dude, the brown. Saw dude. It was saw so dude. good. A little sloth. Just like, and I was like, if we marinate beef in there, make tacos, we can just have carne saw dudes uh, and just fucking like, slay the game next time. Justin Gullickson. Yeah. Yo, fucking take a yeah, listen. Come on, bro. I'll be your idea, man. Out with Alex and I combined. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's so many good fucking local brewer, like not just breweries being in the industry, um, but there's so many good local businesses. Especially now, I live on pretty much on Main Street Mesa, which yeah. I grew up in the Nile basement. Like I was a little yeah. kid, and like that's where we went and did shows. We did a music video there with Scattered Melodies, and it was just very nostalgic to go to the Nile. Which I'll give the Nile a shout out too, because it has definitely changed, not for good or bad. Like it's just you still got the shows when we can do shows again, but to see them progress and you know do their vegan uh coffee shop and cafe yep. up front i'm like cool props to you you know yep. what i mean um it, it is weird that the natural uh progression of like punk rock grunge in the basement was vegan food dude right <laughs> but it like it's like you would never expect the midwest to have like the dopest punk and hardcore scenes but you're like oh my god your folks were farmers and now you're just shredding people's faces Hell like yeah. this is an amazing progression that i love oh <laughs> yeah um, other good local spots, dude. It's like, I, I feel like you probably got them all already since we're doing this in Mesa too, but love Chupacabra draft yeah. room. That's our boy, Bobby. And, um, funny story is my dad used to go and I didn't realize it was the same building. Um, but Chupa used to be this business that would convert your music oh, and yeah. your like audio visual stuff over to different formats. So my dad raised me on vinyl and I still am a wax head to this day, like a huge vinyl collection, but he would take vinyls in there and get them converted over to, um, CD or cassette and all these mm-hmm. different, like he would, he just loved music and I love music too. And I'm very thankful. Thanks dad. Um, for getting me into that world. But I was talking to some friends the other day. I'm like, yeah, my dad used to come down here, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, that's Chupacabra. I'm like, Oh my God, it's fucking Chupacabra. And so like to take that and like, see what it is now is just amazing. What you guys do. I love bottle shops and I love draft houses. Um, it's just amazing to get such a diversity in there and like the welcome. it's all about community, right? You know, you just want everyone to all ships rise together, especially on main street, Maine. Um, but for me too, like in my belly, like Keisha Vey slays it, dude. Oh, Venezuelan food. Talk Shout out to Orvid and Maria. Shout yeah. out to their secret fucking burger menu. Oh, dude, baby. Downtown yeah. burgers. Downtown burgers on point. Oh. All to go only. Like, yeah, they crush it. Orvid and Maria over there are, uh, yeah, like innovators. Like they're always trying to do something new, trying to do something fun, exciting. Yeah. And when he's like, I was talking to him because like when we were opening up a little brewery out here, I was like, I hit him up immediately. I was the first guy I went to. I'm like. Yeah, how do you feel about doing a little food concept at our brewery? And he's like, I'm in. Nice. I'm like, so you're doing Casey Ever Eat, you're doing downtown burgers, and you do something in my place. I'm like, dude, once you get it going, like, you can get a good staff that just runs it. And he's like, oh. And he's like, that ain't me, dog. I'm going to be there all the fucking time. I'm nice. Like, dude, 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 yeah, like but it's like craft, right? So like, like, dude, it's everything scratch food, like phenomenal. They're doing everything with a small team. like Dude, and that's what's like beautiful to see, right? Like I always joke that 12 West, it's craft for the community is like our slogan mm-hmm. and our vehicle just happens to be beer, right? And it's yep. all community focused. Even the band Scatter Melodies, like we're collaborative, a collaborative thing and it's all about community. 
seeing like cider core is phenomenal as well our buddy kim hawk shout out to kim doing pear cup works inside of cider core and like having that craft coffee coffee option oh yeah and he's a fucking nerd and i love it because i'm a beer nerd and he's a coffee nerd so we like vibe because water's water Hell and we yeah. start talking about fucking <laughs> ph and h like it's just so stupid but it's so good because he's passionate about it and it's like seeing other spots like republican empanada has oh. been there for so long now it seems like they've just open but they've been there for years like 12 15 years and they're doing exactly what they should be but with that craft vibe to mm-hmm. it you know what i mean so i'm just a huge fan of everything that's coming into downtown mason just revitalizing it milano's is phenomenal you know they're like one of the staples on here i'd say milano's and the nile are like would have kept that street going um but it's just very nice to I don't know what's going on see here. more and more craft going on on the main street Ooh. You have a, oh, yeah. Do you have a bottle opener, Bobby? One of the other places um, that I really like on Main Street as well is Worth Takeaway. Like, you can't. Oh, fuck yeah. I was just thinking, I was like, he hasn't even said Worth Takeaway. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude, one of the best things in my career. Oh, I, Dude, you like Worth. You know you like it. Dude, <laughs> Jameson saying he doesn't like it. Worth. Um, but one of the, my favorite experiences as a bartender. And you guys probably can understand this too, is finding the right regulars. And it's not to be picky. It's not to be mean, but like I want to have a clientele that I want to have. And the way that I realized that I made it successful in having the right regulars is I have, um, Loren Bailey and Austin will come in and Austin works at worth. And usually sometimes he'll come in. Sometimes it'll just be the ladies. They bring me sandwiches. Hell yeah. And banana pudding, like fresh. Oh and like she pulls. I gotta it. talk to Martin. He comes oh. in a cheaper cover like every Dude. Sunday and he does not hook it up. Oh, get out of here. Get out. You got the wrong regulars. <laughs> well, Martin works at Martin <laughs> works at, at Worth. And I'm like, Dude, what are you doing? Like, yeah. how would you like a Fremont Tucky? For yep. a fucking sandwich. Yeah, give I me that it. fresh Philly cheesesteak, my yep. dude. Yeah, she came in and like just she looked around and she's like, I don't know if this is right or not. And she pulls out a Philly cheesesteak. And I'm just like, <laughs> it's right. Oh, my gosh. That it feels so right. Yeah. And I went and, as you know, in the service industry, you eat over a trash can Yo, in yep. half uh-huh. a second. Yep. Yep. So I go back and I just mow half of it real fast because I'm like, I want to savor the other half yep. when I get off shift. But I want, I need calories I need right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I come back and she's like, please tell me you didn't eat that whole thing. I'm like. I ate half of it. Yeah. Like, oh, thank God. Okay, good. But I'm just like, oh, I love you so much. You can come into my bar anytime if you bring Tell me sandwiches. Me yeah, dude. It, it, full on hoagie, like halt, didn't even chew it. <laughs> yep. yeah. But if you want to know the way to my heart at the bar, if you just bring me sandwiches, I'm a big fan of Cubans. I'm a big fan of Rubens, <laughs> French dips. Um, I'll even go do the best thing at worth roast beef. Get this shit. They put the Jardinier on the fucking sandwich. That's the move to make. Game over. You game yeah. the fuck over. Like, yeah, come to the bar. I'll buy you a zone. You heard, you <laughs> yeah. heard it, you heard it here. Uh, you bring your boy some sandwiches. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I'll fuck if you want your, up. if you want your weight worth in beers, bring your weight worth in sandwiches. <gasps> yeah, oh fuck me. Dude, literally, uh, if you want to, if you are not a regular at a place, but you want to become a regular, bring your bartender food. Food. Like that's it. Yo, you're gonna make them so happy because halfway through the shift, they're like, oh. I ate before. And it should be holding me over, and then like five hours in the shift, you're like, "Fuck, I'm fucking hungry." And some yeah. days, like yeah. even if you have a kitchen, you like you just can't even order from it. Like, they're, oh yeah, they're too busy. It yep. doesn't line up, and mm-hmm. like your belly's like, you... "I've had that enough." Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You're tired of the menu, or like it's literally just like I can't punch in food from you right now. Like, 
nobody's gonna give me the time of day. The, nope. We're kind of busy enough. We're we're just busy enough where the kitchen's gonna be like really. Unless you ring it as a customer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then when you when someone brings it in, you're like, well, I'm gonna eat half of this right now. Like, yeah, like, I got time. Like, I can figure out how to take a couple bites and get back to work. Um, so yeah, yeah bring sandwiches dude. or joints. Like, yeah. <laughs> dude, now that it's wreck out here, dude, I've had so many tips where it's like, here's a pre raw. I'm like. Thanks, boo. Yep. Appreciate you. That's Monster. super nice. Like, I'm, I feel flattered. Kelly. <laughs> Alex, what's your local shout out? Uh, well, before we get into it, we're just uh, drinking a little. Ooh, uh, this good is, call. This is 2014. Oh, so good, dude. So this is uh, about five years, that prime time to crack That's one of these. It's absolutely nice. open. This is a little treat you brought us. Yeah. I, uh, well, it just sits in the door. Shout out to Founders if you want to sponsor this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So there's another one like KBS, a uh, the the highly acclaimed flavored stout, 70 IBUs. Like bitterness is high. We were talking about IBUs. Again. That's what they claim bitterness that is. High. And uh, what do they label this as? An imperial barrel aged stout. I imagine so. Yeah, an ale and, uh, brewed with chocolate and coffee, aged in oak bourbon barrels. But it's but, it's yeah, outstanding. It's this stout. is super smooth. You know, so when you're oh, yeah. out there as the uh, the NPC that some of these listeners may be, is uh, don't worry about the IBUs in a beer. Yeah, it's eleven points. If, if there's any advice I can give you as just a consumer, don't worry about the IBUs. Don't drink what you want to drink. Yeah. You're not impressing anybody by drinking a hundred IBU beer. Oh, I know. I know. Ska makes a fucking there. Is it their decadent? I think they mm-hmm. claim is like a hundred and something which is IBUs, which is a phenomenal oh, IPA. Fuck. But I'm like, you're ain't gonna scare people away who give Quit a fuck selling about selling it in a twenty-two ounce bomber, dude. Oh my god. That thing, the first time I had one, I was at uh, my wine cellar with Jacqueline having dinner, and uh, I just kind of started getting into crazy craft beer. I saw it on the shelf. I ordered one, had it with dinner. It left, a, it was like a brick in my fucking stomach, Ooh. man. And uh, I almost didn't revisit it unless it was on draft again mm. for a mm-hmm. long time. It, it, I think they may have converted it to a smaller size, but holy yeah, shit. Yeah, they got 12. Yeah, they got 12 now. It's one of Brooks' favorite beers and. Uh, it's smart, man. If if it's in twelves and I see it now, I'll pick it up. Yeah, now that I know they that, even have cans too, and it's nice. it's outstanding because like oh, I, I love that beer. Countless times I remember like Brooke and I go to a bottle shop. She, we'd call around. We can get decadent. It's always in a twenty two. Mm. Split it the night. You know, I give her let her. It was her favorite beer. And honestly, being in the industry as long as I am, like I don't give a fuck what I'm drinking at this point. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'll just drink whatever you want. Cool. Uh, she drink you know three quarters of it out of the other quarter and. She'd be all tipsy, you know, hundred pound small chicken, yeah, she'd get a triple IPA, and it was like, <laughs> but it's like you're not perfect. hitting people up like, yo, you want the most bitter fucking IPA? Yeah, she you've just ever liked had. the beer, yeah. Like, it's but not. I, dude, I remember five years ago, and Fate came out with Fatality, and yeah. it was like 120 IBUs, and the beer was outstanding. Mm-hmm. But who gives a fuck about the IBUs? Like, yeah, I ordered it for the first time because of it, because I was new into the industry. And I was like, 120 IBUs, that's crazy. I drank. I'm like, this is a great beer. I don't actually care about the IBUs. Nope. I taste the beer that seemed bitter, more bitter than this. Right? Like, who fucking cares? Yeah. Um, so, fuck IBUs. Fuck them. It's all about perceived bitterness. Enjoy what the fuck you want to drink, and don't tell your bartender uh, what's a good beer. <laughs> like, God. Just order. Grow up. Be an adult. God. So, now that uh, I am continu- <laughs> continuing my rant on, That's gonna be... on being an angry uh, customer service uh, <laughs> employee, um, so what's your shout-out, Alex? Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> shit, hold on. I have it. Um, I could go if you need a second. Yeah. Or no, no, no. I got it. I, right. um, I just, uh, and, you know, being a, not important, but having my job responsibilities kind of be where they're at in the industry right now, I don't, I'm not as hip to everything as it's kind of happening as I used to be. You know, part of my job 
was like just being everywhere all the time and that helped keep, kind of keep me more relevant so this isn't exactly news to anybody but Trevor's is pretty awesome yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trevor's Liquors in uh, Scottsdale they're I doing good stuff yeah, I went and hung out uh, there with one of my uh, distribution VPs the other day and had some beers and cranked through some stuff. But um, a few things just to kind of mention. Uh, my boy, Trevor Phillips, shout out to you, uh, owner of Park Plaza Liquor, Liquor Deli in Prescott, who's also Thanks. the owner of Trevor's in Scottsdale. Oh, word. Locations. We built cornhole boards for those dudes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to AZ Board Source. You know, we <laughs> built cornhole boards, giant Django's Connect 4s. If you ever need anything, just reach out to us on Instagram. Actually, Tag that. Hit it yeah. again. What's it called? <laughs> it's AZ Board Source. All right. Handmade, hand-painted cornhole boards, Jenga's, Connect 4s. We do it all. But, yeah, we did Trevor's, and they, I think they liked them a lot. Dude. Well, the nice. one thing I got to say about Trevor's, anybody can open up a giant liquor store, right, and, and be exciting. So they I think are you're going to get to my favorite point. Some of the best beer management for the amount of fridges that they've got. Like, mm. not old beer, quality beer, in age time. It's it's exceptional. Like, there's there's countless being in the industry doing this. Thing, like, going and look at these uh, these uh, the you know code dates on a bottle. I'm like, damn, that's expired over a year. And go, I went in there. My boss was in town. I'm like, bro, watch this. And we went and looked at like probably thirty bottles, and he's like, everything was in code. Nice. You know, these guys are crushing it. They have a great bar program. Uh, I'll quit talking and let Alex go into a shout out. No, uh, you're, you're, you're hitting all the points. Um, for such a big space, they're not one of those places that feels like they need to fill every nook and cranny with something like, it's almost like when you look at like someone who's bad at like marketing and they have like all the things they're trying to communicate. They got like a badge over here and a banner over here and a star over here and a different font over here. And it's like mm. people's attention that just scatters it. Right. And you, you have to, you have to have few focal points to just kind of hit your like what you're looking for and so when you walk into trevor's it's this huge fucking square footage you got this the fridge is all lined around the back really well done designed like that and then that kind of like kitty corners over to where the kegs are clearly kept into the bar and then everything between the the aisles are spread out a little further um they have a few islands where you can kind of go and look at stuff that are like more specific to like whatever's like you know whether it's tequila or mm a certain type of alcohol and they could cram 25% more products in there. It could be top slicker easily. Well, I wasn't going to say it. I <laughs> will. I got no vested interest in that. <laughs> oh no, I'm just kidding. Greg Nichols is a huge guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I've always been on record on that. Um, he's, yeah, I mean, he, he's never going to talk to me. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it, but again, I, I didn't specifically well, say tops because, snuffs my because shout out. It, it's almost, it's almost low hanging fruit to mm -hmm. kind of make fun of tops for that because they're not the only offenders and there Ooh. are so many. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll kind of bridge this into a, uh, just in that same lane, the new owners of bottle shop 48. Shout out to y'all. Dude, uh, that place was Adam and Kelsey are yeah, fucking like killing. They, they they took they took that whole thing where they were trying to cram as much beer and as much square footage. They peeled that back about it looks like thirty percent, twenty percent, and it's so much sexier. It like I can focus now. Like th there's a shelf in the middle that used to have like forty brands on it, and now it has like eight. And I'm like, okay. Yes. And then like I can focus and see, right? And I, I don't know, like. Bottle shop wasn't terrible before, but it is it is improved. so much better now. Oh yeah! So I was just shout out to last week. Yeah, you that was a, 
That was actually my shout out. Was Bottle Shop Forty Eight? Oh, yeah. so so I, I mean, you took half of mine. Yeah. I took half of yours. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Bottle Shop Forty Eight. Adam and Kelsey, uh, new owners, young, hungry, yeah. great uh, people, phenomenal people. We just Passionate. did a uh, uh, kick the keg event between Second Chance and Great Divide. Our Shandy versus their Radler. Uh, we did a chug off to start. Whoever nice. finished their beer, so it was a two chug. Me and my manager, Damn it, Brooke. Uh, him and his uh, <laughs> dude, literally like. We would have won. You chugged this. a beer against Tyler. So it was me and Tyler versus uh, Gilbert, their Tyler's distributor rep, and then my sales manager. And uh, so it was actually me and Gilbert first, and then Tyler and and Gary, my sales manager, and and uh, Gilbert can fucking chug a beer. Like, Heard. I can chug yeah, a beer. Yes, you can. I'm not gonna sit there and say I'm the best chugger. I can chug. A, I can chug a beer at a very reasonable amount of time. Yeah. But I'm not top notch. Like uh, I'm not the pros. Yeah. So Gilbert finishes beer like two full seconds before me and i'm like fuck i put it down i literally this is what i hear i will give the listener an example of what i heard as we put the beer to our mouths and i hear a girl go (laughs) (laughs) inhaled inhaled the beer like i heard it audibly going and i'm like geez i know i I put the beer up and i go i made a mistake i already already gone too far i can't do it and uh so he finished it full two seconds before me i put it down and uh shout out to tyler tanner for sucking at chugging beer I love you to death. I love Tyler. You can't chug a beer. I could have uh, told you, you that. And uh, <laughs> my sales manager, who just started with the company, I literally like he's been with the company for like a month. And I look at him, and go, "We're doing a kick the keg. You're in Arizona. Like, you need to pull through." And he's yeah. like, "We'll see what I can do." And he just it rips came, his shirt like, off like Hulk Hogan, Hulkamania. Tyler, a full two second head start on chugging this beer. And Gary catches up. They put the beer's bulk glass down the exact same time. Photo finish. There's two videos, two people video recording. Nobody can figure out who won. And that was a five-minute head start on on the Kick the Keg event. So it was dead time. We're like, all right, fuck it. Let's just go. Dude, kegs kick the same exact time, too. Like, it was the most wild experience I've ever seen at Kick the Keg. Normally, it's a few pints ahead of someone else. Yeah. And it was an absolute blast. But how much fun? It was was the most fun I've ever had an event ever. Nice. Um, That's good. Those guys put on an insane thing. Like... It was me and Kelsey, so Adam's wife. So Adam and Kelsey both own Bottle Shop 48. So me and Kelsey versus Tyler and uh, and Adam. And it was literally like, I made this uh, like posters, the house divided. Um, it's me and uh, me and, and Kelsey on one side, like boxing thing versus uh, uh, Tyler and, and Adam. Adam. And it's in like a UFC ring. Like it was the silliest post I've ever done. Nice. By far one of the best events I've ever done. It was just a blast and and like i said like so when you look at like a, a taste of tops or uh, what was sun devil's liquor like they need to reduce their oh, their beer sun selection Devil. in half because they're just getting mm-hmm. beers that are out of code and it's you know it's no fault to them oh, that yeah. like they're bringing in great beer but they're not getting enough business on the craft side of it that cut your selection in half like don't be afraid to tell a buyer or tell a rep no uh, i'm trying to dial through yeah and and get a little bit more boutique feel and burn through what i'm bringing in right because it's it's tough to the consumer to get a great beer from a brand that say it's let's uh, let's say it's odell and they're like i'm a big fan of odell and they go to a sun devil's liquor and they they get a four pack or six pack and they're like "Ah, just doesn't taste that good and it's like well they made a great beer right why is it but that's sitting on a shelf for too long because it doesn't get the highlight because Mm -hmm. there's too many things to highlight so you're not burning through the product and it hurts the brand as well as the company like it's just a matter of uh dial back what you need um and i mean i'll give a shout out to tops because ben and kirsten Please, please vote 
Ben and Kirsten <laughs> took over the location, right? So their dad was running it. Their, oh, is Greg their, gone? Greg's gone, yeah. Oh, okay, that's cool. So the, and, and Greg's dad started it, you know, and it's, it's you know, three-generational it's, company. It's definitely a cool story with the family and stuff like that. And yeah. Ben and Kirsten are, are way more particular about things. Like, okay. I've sat there in the line of a rep waiting to get my turn to see what they need. And they, I've, you know, I've heard them say no way more than what Greg or, uh, right. you know, before. You Which know, is good because as we were talking is like I walk into to... that place and they have a great selection, but I don't get anxiety. Oh, nice. I'm looking yeah, at the, the picture of you guys boxing. Oh, man. That's so it's, it's good. It's the silliest poster. It took me five Listen, hours to make. That, that means you ended up, if you ended up on my phone like that. Without knowing, that means that I, I hey, thought it was good marketing. Means, and, uh, it. and it's in it's in my vault now. That's what he <laughs> yeah. appreciates about you. Yo, uh, stealing an idea is like one of the best forms of flattery, right? Like oh, if okay. I come up with something that I think is exciting, I see someone else do it, I'm like, clearly I did something right. Right. Every blues musician or Led Zeppelin will tell you, yeah, <laughs> yeah fucking bite other people's shit. That's yep. good. Hell yeah, yeah. Tops is I like Tops because they have been the OGs for a long time, and like they have a great selection. But the hardest thing for me is I don't have anxiety. Until I walk into that place, yeah. <laughs> and then I feel like a tower of beer was gonna crush me. 100%. You know what I mean? So I'm like trying to slip through like Catherine Zeta Jones and Entrapment, <laughs> trying to find my beer that I dust want to make sure the fucking yeah. wires you don't trip any wires. So I'm, one of the biggest things with Tops that I'm super excited for now is you know with the the two new guys taking over, guy and girl, the brother and sister they're taking over. They're they're reeling a lot of things in. Um, they got a lot of work to do still. Everybody's got a lot of work to do, right? Mm. Like I'm not throwing any shade at them, like. They got a lot of work to do to manage their 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 craft. They're bringing in some really great craft. Good. Well, they, they, um, I mean, even just I mean, from my perspective, I mean, they've got some you know image stuff to kind of overcome as well. 100%. Like Greg did things a very particular way that I know. I mean, my, my bullshit aside, like I know that even just the way he did like special releases or brought beer in, and even as just a random brand, um, my own uh, you know uh, opinions aside, like you have to like move cases to see cases yeah. and like yeah. how that, that, that doesn't benefit the consumer or your, your partners in, 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 in supply. So 100%. it just, there is a lot of that whole, like, you know, like, Oh, you know, Jake's specific reference about how mm. tops is this like packed warehouse mm-hmm. storage mm. unit. And the fact that, I mean, I, I would have happily have uh, been happy to know that, you know, uh, there had been some kind of like management change over there a yep. while ago. So, I mean, yeah. they, they've got some running room and best of luck to them, I guess. And they've got yeah. about a month away, you know, so in this coming month, June, they, they are expecting to open Taste the Tops, which yeah. is oh, always is like... still closed? Yeah. Really? And they're, no they're looking to open up Taste oh, well, the Tops. I mean, it was... It, it's a it's a small... It's, it, it is it's, small. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. I, I oh, was yeah. on my first podcast in Taste the Tops. I really? Shit? I recorded with uh, Drinkin' AZ. Mm. Um, back when that was a thing, um, I think one of those guys got popped in a prostitution ring. Sorry about that, guys. Kudos. <laughs> My bad. A man's got to eat. What do you yeah, do on the I, streets I, here, Smokey? I've done a bunch of events. I mean, not my brand, but I've gone to a bunch of events at Taste of Tops for like some specialty tap takeovers, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yep. And then I've just gone there a few times. Well, that was that like one. National Beer Bar magazines. Taste of Tops. No way. It, it was, uh, yeah, Greg informed cool... me when I told him I didn't hear about it. He was like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. Like, it's been in national magazines. <laughs> but I mean, it has, and that's cool that Arizona... Like, one of the, like... You know, I, you... I, I, I give a lot of these old-timer shit because, like, they're just asshole boomers. And, like, that's fine. Yeah. I, I honestly don't give that much of a fuck. But, like, I'm proud of stuff like that. And then, like... Oh, yeah. When, uh, you know, Papago, legendary fucking 
uh, like for the OG beer bars, right? Mm. When the first unpasteurized keg of Pilsner Iroquois to come to the United States in like 500 fucking years yes. came to Scottsdale, that was such a like cool fucking vibe. Um, anytime stuff like that happens and you get like some national or like some actual recognition, like mm. you know, when Arizona Wilderness got featured, when Superstition Meadery uh, gets all this attention, Cider Core, yeah. right? Like, um, the, the, the Saki guy in Holbrook. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 incredible as an Arizona to be super proud of these people. And yeah, like what, what gets no question in like in, in like making those like names for yourself. But again, uh, just there's a huge reputation of just not being able to figure out what the fuck to buy there. And I'm looking forward to. I mean, it's such a prime spot in town. Like, oh yeah, like and especially this incoming generation is all about like fewer options and brand loyalty. Like mm. if they if they dialed in just right. Fuck, they're just going to crank money. Yeah, no question. Out of, out, out of those college kids. It'll be ridiculous. Yep. I'd be a part of that. Yeah, I'll throw dollars. <laughs> Listen, I like throwing dollars at good business. So. Don't worry, the light rail comes down to downtown Mesa from Tempe, so you guys can come to 12 West anytime you want. No, I prefer to just get a bird. Ooh, God. A <laughs> <laughs> bird from Mesa to Tempe. I have a map. You know, <laughs> I just write the light rail tracks, actually, behind the light rail on a bird. Just so, sketch. Hey, we uh, gotta... nor- normally we would in this podcast. And if Bobby's trying to, I'm gonna stop him real quick. Because um, <laughs> I did pour this beer and open it. I don't know if you guys know. Um, so let's get in here. Um, I'm just gonna pour to the line, and you guys can uh, double dip if you like. Oh, it smells like. But this is um, so um, chocolate milk. Is I guess on uh, on the oh edge of, on, on the edge of a shout out. Um, Josh Goodstein and the team uh, over at. Uh, Oso, I think Oso has the best barrel program in Arizona. And Ooh, I'm a straight say bold statements. Um, I've been drinking through their ales of the crypt good. for a little over a year, year and a half right. now. Ales of the crypt, our choice. Ales of the crypt, uh, specifically, is just one of the most impressive uses of barrels and adjuncts I've seen in a minute. It is outstanding. You know, I don't know if you tried their um, Bananarchy. No, but I wish. God, I what a good it name. was. Fuck, I wish I did. It was bananas. <laughs> all right go ahead and turn up. We're, we're out we'll set ourselves yeah, up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna do that um, no but dude. yeah this uh moulin bruge uh it's number nine uh, Fuck, it's it, it says on the can i'm gonna assume that's the ninth in the series january 2021 uh so we're drinking this about six months in right five yep. months in so um absolutely Bel- delicious belgian quad age 26 months in bourbon trace Finished in walnuts, toasted coke, and vanilla beans. See, I think big I like that out. walnut. Yeah, big shout out to Brett Waters. Also, this big, Oso. huge fucking stamp. Oh, on how it should right be Right here served. on the room temperature. Beautiful. Now, now, granted, I brought this in and let it sit here the yeah. whole time, so we're good. It's yeah. outstanding. Like, I, 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 I love that because it's, it's fantastic. Yes, Brett Waters and um, Kale and all the Brody and all the other guys over at Oso just always doing killer work. Um, you know, John Lane is one of the nicest, uh, most inspirable to be like human beings on the mm. planet, much less in business. It's an outstanding model industry. that he's got. Like, it, it takes a very yeah, good business you, you mind peel all to that build back. what that he, is. He's a good dude. I used to, you know, I used to do Guanamax, big surprise. Um, hey. But, you know, he was Dos Gringos back in the day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I've known him a long, long time. And he's always, he's always been just that dude who just wants to, you know, do great things for the community and be awesome and fun and. Um, and to see that company pick up so many good employees and, and great people that have been there so long and then 
again, in my opinion, I mean, this is the most consistent barrel release program that I think is just, I think if, if Oso puts their resources into it, they could do a Firestone like program. Oh, dude, I agree. They're, they're so, I enjoy this more than the KBS that we cracked. Yeah. They're, they're so, Oso's so big. They're so prolific and they're everywhere in Arizona. They yep. could, yep. Tr- they could truly just become the barrel masters of the state. I hope no they question. do. Cause I, I'm not going to try to talk shit, but I'm going to be very honest. Most Oso beers that I got on draft again, working at brass, we 60 tap handles. Like we're going through local beers all the fucking time. And almost every beer I get from Oso is like it's missing something. Like it's whether it be body, whether it be finish, whether it be the front. Like there's a few things of some of their more popular beers that you get on draft that mm-hmm. I've never been impressed by. Every ales from the crypt that I've had from them, the one that really turned me on to them was like a red velvet cake bourbon barrel aged, like Imperial oh, Stout. It was so good. Oh, yeah. Fucking amazing. And I was like, okay, tight. Like, this this warms me in, like, really, because I will say I'm a fucking beer snob. Like, not to be pretentious, but, like, being in the industry, yeah, being Doing it this long it, enough and, like, I, that's honestly, I'm not like, going to settle for mediocre. Funny pretentious, like, being in it long enough and, like, having enough good beer gets you to a point where you're like, I'm going to enjoy good beer because yeah. there's good beer out there. And I'm not going to enjoy the, the mediocrity right. of what this is. I'll drink Peebers because I know what I'm getting. Yeah. But if you're trying to label it as a craft choice beer for this, this, and this, I'm going to hold you to the same fucking standard that Absolutely. you're advertising to me yeah. for. And so this Ales of the Crypt series like definitely sets them in a spot that I hope they, they keep going on for sure. Fantastic. Uh, and all Arizona beer. like yeah. Keep doing it. That's a, that is a, a perfect place to wrap up. Yeah, and I'm going to ask one more thing of my guests before we leave mm. is to sign us out with a little beatbox. Ooh. Thank you guys so much for having me. I've been truly pleasure to be here and chat with y'all. This is Jake Johnson. You could see him and tip him extraordinarily well over at Downtown 12 West in Mesa. Thursday, Thursday through Sunday nights. And check out his band Scattered Melodies. I, uh, Ooh, thanks, I, I checked it out on a whim while we were working, and uh, it's pretty delightful. We do so. all right. Thank you. It's like collaborative efforts, but through music. So on that, on that note, we'll cue it out. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm.